0: Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa, loyal members of the Wrestle Talk family. Welcome to a historic 350th episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here. Guys, it's not only historic because this is the one and only 350th episode that we'll ever do here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. But it's all also historic because we're halfway to 400 and Luke Skywalker Roberts will be one of our guests this evening. He should be joining us a little bit later in the show. And in addition to having Luke Skywalker Roberts back on the show after a two-year hiatus as a featured guest, we also have Judge Chipster. Anybody who is anybody in the Midwest who pays attention and keeps an eye on everything that happens in the St. Louis, Southern Illinois, Missouri, Kansas area, knows who the judge is. And we're going to get a chance to talk to him about a lot of different things. This man's wearing a lot of hats in the world of professional wrestler, uh, wrestling. Manager, promoter, now back to manager. I cannot tell you guys how excited I am about today's show. Now, let's get rid of a couple of... Um, Of items off the checklist number one you guys are absolutely welcome to join the show at any time oh thank you Susie I appreciate that you guys are welcome to show join the show at any time all you need to do is get a hold of the night owl nightmare Jones Luke Skywalker Roberts uh, and we will actually send you a link to the show that means not only do you get to, to interact with us by commenting on the thread you also get an opportunity to come on and talk wrestling with us. If you haven't done so already, please make sure you hit that share button. Ladies and gentlemen, it is oh so important that we get as many people in here as possible. Now, we do very well on the replay, but we always prefer having interaction live. Now, um, the other thing I wanted to take care of is, as you guys have probably seen, we are making strides here from a technological standpoint trying to make the show better every single week so this week i was working on trying to get caught up with hardcore Haas with the drops i think i have it figured out and what we're gonna do here before we get into the sponsors and all that is we are actually going to try to play our new intro and i just need to know from you guys if you can hear it or not i sure hope you can but if you can't it's all right we'll be trying it again next week right now Haas is a step ahead okay uh, I'm going to catch up to though. because he's he's my young boy. I am the sensei. He is a student, but when it comes to this technology stuff, he just seems to be a step ahead of your boy. Real quick though, shout out to Justin, shout out to Devin, and again, shout out to you, Susie. If you guys have the ability to do so, let us know. Drop a comment telling us that you want to be a part of the show. I don't care if you just want to call in and wish me a happy birthday. You want to talk hot wrestling topics. You want to talk FWWC. You want to talk to the guests, or you just want to tell me how much I suck. Holla at your boy. Send us a message in the comment section. We will see it, okay? And we will let you on the show by shooting you a link. I mean, that's a pretty sweet deal. Now, let's go ahead and give it a try, guys. I'm going to try to play it. I got everything connected to the mixer. Let's see if we're not lucky enough to be able to get the new intro played. You guys tell me, hit the thumbs up, hit the hearts, drop a comment. If you guys can hear a new intro, and if you can't hear it, and you love it, then share. That's what we really want y'all to do. So, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully, without any further ado, let's check out the brand new Wrestle Talk podcast intro, baby. Jonesy, I know you're on the sidelines right now. You let me know if you can hear this. All right, Poppy, here we go. Let's give it a whirl, skis.
1: All right, so you guys can't
0: hear it. Oh, man, that's heartbreaking. All right, well, listen, no worries. Don't sweat it. Wait a second. I have another idea, my friends. We're going to try one other thing. <laughs> all right, hold on, hold on. I want to see, and, and we're obviously not going to do it this way all the time, but I want to try something. You guys tell me if it works, and if it works, I'm going to be a happy happy boy all right screen share and play good evening
2: wrestling fans and welcome to the wrestle talk podcast for the next two hours
3: we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe and
4: much much more we will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national,
3: and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk Podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time nice. for the reigning, defending, Undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the
1: Wrestle
0: Talk Podcast. <laughs> Joey, 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 I got it working. Now, that's not how we're going to do it every time. You might want to unmute yourself, Bubba. That's not how we're going to do it every time. We're going to be able to keep the screen up and then play that stuff in the background. Yeah. Bro, that thing is freaking sweet. I don't care how you slice it.
5: Yeah, it sounded pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. It sounded
1: pretty good.
0: So how, how many super kicks are we talking here, Joe? Because your tone is not really like convincing me that you loved it. I, I want everyone to love it. We we're working very five hard.
5: Super kicks, I'll, I'll give it five super kicks
0: five super kicks okay well I'm, I'm happy with five super kicks i just i guess the enthusiasm was what i was uh uh what i was a little bit concerned about oh, uh, it was oh,
5: awesome.
0: yeah it. all right so by the way we are gonna have a very special guest joining us for high spots here in a couple of moments a guy we haven't seen in a while so hang in there guys because we're gonna go ahead and uh and have him join us in just a couple of moments but before we get there jonesy ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa, bro? How the hell have you been, bro? That's two weeks in a row for uh, uh, Mr. Jonesy and the Night Owl together, it man. Is, I, it's it it's starting to feel like the good old days again.
5: I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, uh, this past weekend was absolutely amazing. Um, I'm gonna play something. Hopefully, you'll be able to hear it because Man Man Pondo uh, did a little message for us. So hold on a second.
1: Mm,
0: see. I see like it. Name. All right, bro. What let's you want? You want to play it now, or what do you want to yeah, do? Just make sure you hold it right up to the microphone. What do you got? You got a surprise yeah. for me?
5: Let's see. Tell me if you can hear this. Play it loud. <laughs>
0: yeah daddy i freaking love it (laughs) well i i I feel
5: (laughs) i hate when they
0: (laughs) wow bro what what a freaking badass madman Pondo is i cannot wait i cannot wait (laughs) to talk to him again after that incredible show and i think and i hate to do this but we're gonna do it just one more time uh, I think this is justified, though. Let's see if we can hit—we uh, can hit this real quick.
1: Shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> Shots fired!
0: Shots fired! And, and here we go. My man is in the green room. He's going to be joining us in just a matter of moments, guys. We're going to have some FWC representation during the high spot segment. You guys will never guess who it is. If you're not here already and you're a member of the FWWC, make sure you get your ass in here. You do not want to miss this announcement that's coming up here in about two minutes. Now, Joe, before we go any further, you know I got to handle some business, bro, because we would not be here if it weren't for three things. We have wonderful, amazing wives that let us get away with this bullshit. Number two, the members of the WrestleTalk family. They're the lifeblood of this broadcast, amigos. And last and most certainly not least, the incredible sponsors of the Wrestle Talk podcast, starting with one of my very favorite sponsors, Wrath Bums Engraving, making our Wrestle Talk mugs since 2019, and so far, Jonesy, we've sold 67 mugs since nice. we started producing these mugs. The last one that went out went actually went out to Triple uh, Fears, Kevin Mears. Uh, he's going to be getting his in the very, very near future. Now, we may have just let that out of the bag, but I'm pretty sure he's working right now and he's not watching this live. So, thank you guys for continuing to support Wrathbun's engraving. Also, me, Fiesta Rentals KC, for all your adult and kid needs costumes, decoration, music, face painting, all of it. That's me, Fiesta Rentals KC. Make sure you tell him the Wrestle Talk podcast sent you. The home of the Wrestle Talk podcast events, Jonesy King Cade. Hopefully, during SummerSlam, you can bring your stinking ass back to Kansas City and you can check this place out. Painter's Dream Production, responsible for WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Thank you very much to Perry Hartman and the boys. And last and most certainly not least, Royal Mills Transportation. You come into Kansas City for one of our watch parties or you're in the area and you don't want to drive, that DUI can get a little pricey. Make sure you guys hit up the boys over at Royal Mills Transportation. All that said, Jonesy, and before we get to Carl Lewis and all that nonsense, what the hell are you sipping on tonight? Because i seen you with the big boy glass.
5: I am drinking some uh, good old-fashioned Miller Lite tonight.
0: Oh, very nice. Now, I'm assuming you're drinking that out of your Wrestle Talk podcast mug, right?
5: Absolutely, absolutely. My best uh-huh, would be yeah, yeah, night.
0: sure, uh-huh, buddy. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness, ladies and jurors. Well, you know what, bro? I'm actually a little sad. <laughs> Because I, I'm not seeing... Oh, there it is. Okay, all right. You know, Jonesy, that mug does not make your drink taste 17.5% tastier. You're aware of this, right?
5: Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm aware of it. Look, the wife got me this mug, and I told her that tonight I would use it. Tonight.
0: What is that? Pull that up to the screen. It actually kind of does look real nice.
5: It's a, I got a mug. It's, I got it from... A, uh, crackerbell it says working on my six pack.
0: <laughs> yeah, buddy. That sounds like wrestle talk love right there, man. I'm freaking loving it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, cool. So, let's go ahead and do this, bro. We got the sponsors out of the way. We gave some shout-outs. Uh, you know, and, and I tell you what, bro, today's show is going to be special for a lot of reasons. Like I said Joe's right before you came out, it's not only 350 we, we not only have, uh you know, the judge joining us. We also got Luke Roberts, who has not been a special guest on the show for two years, bro. So to, in order to be able to have this guy back on the show, it just it to me, it means a lot, bro. And I'm really, really excited about it. So is he uh, going with, to
5: bring toasted what? raviolis? If he's, is he going to bring toasted raviolis? Because if he's not going to bring toasted <laughs> raviolis, then we cannot let him on the show. We can't let him on the show unless he brings those those cannolis that you bought
0: that one time and those can raviolis. Yeah, you mean the cream horns or cream yes. corns or whatever it was? Yes. <laughs> Bro, and please, hey, shout out, by siblings. the way, thank you, everybody, for the birthday shout outs. Yeah. I really, really appreciate it, man. It means a lot uh, to have Colin here, to have Dewan, to have Aaron here, man. Justin, thank you guys so much for supporting us. Make sure y'all hit that share button because we're getting ready to get into it. All that said, amigos, we are going to get in to tonight's edition of the Talk podcast. High spots segment. All of our music, and we're always shooting for this. Everything that we do here, we want it to be original. So brought to us by the legendary DJ Money, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and kick off tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast wait, High Spots segment.
5: Wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. What? 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 Did what I have I,
5: we done yet? Did I have we done the Carl
0: Lewis? Did I forget Carl Lewis? Man Oh dear goodness. Let me let me uh let me open that up, bro, because I am just failing on all fronts right now. Here we go. There we go. Yeah, let me get my hat off here.
1: <laughs> oh, say can you, you see? Say you? It? <laughs> I'll make up for it now.
5: It brings a tear to my eye every single time. Who's this joker? Uh oh, look who it is! Get him out of here! Get Uh-oh. him out of here!
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here. welcome in Man. La Familia's very the returning general manager of the Inferno brand, Marcus Marcus Mayhem, Marcus. Welcome back to the Wrestle Talk Podcast, bro. I don't know what the hell is going on. My understanding is that you are now officially back in your capacities as the general manager, and you chose the Wrestle Talk Podcast to make this announcement. Please, bro, the stage is yours. Please tell us what the hell brings you back to the FWWC. And what are you planning on doing now that you're assuming those responsibilities, my friend? You know, um, I had a fortunate event, and I had to step back for a month or
3: so. But here I am, and why not, on the best podcast in the world, Wrestle Talk Podcast, to return. Oh. And shout out to all the fam, the FWWC Family Universe, for being supportive while I was gone. Um. Also, happy birthday to the old man over there.
0: And the <laughs> night owl, baby, I'm getting old. Yeah, hey, getting do you, old. any do you know how old I am today? Do, do y'all have any idea?
5: I- I'm gonna say you're 45 today.
0: Man, how about that? No, <laughs> no, nah, <about> nah. <laughs> we're we're about the same age. We're about the same age. What does that mean? We're 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 in our prime. It's time bro. Bro. <laughs> I digs program. it. I digs it, my guy. Well, I turned thirty-seven today, so okay. You got one year on me. Am I am I a little bit older than you? Okay, you man. That's that, that's fantastic, bro. And, and I want to thank you for joining us because we got a couple of things we want to cover. Want to talk a little FWWC? And by the way, guys, we are about fifteen minutes away from our first featured guest of the evening. The judge is going to be joining us. Judge Chipster. Can't wait to talk to him about his career in pro wrestling. He's going to have some tips. Some insight uh, after, you know, being gone for a little bit. Now he's back as a manager. cannot wait to talk to him. Make sure you guys go find, uh, you know, uh, Judge chipster You know, he, he's doing his business, man. Hey, I, I, I'm kind of excited, do I like talking to the legends of the sport. Uh, now, Marcus, you're back. Have you been and have you stayed locked into wrestling these couple of weeks, almost two months, really, that you were gone? And, and if so... What is attracting your attention right now? Like, what are you watching in wrestling? Is it like AEW? Is it WWE? And regardless of the promotion, what is what are some of the story uh, headline stories and news grabbing things that that have really caught your attention here lately in the world of pro wrestling? Let's start there.
3: You know, I've been um, on and off watching wrestling Um you know, I, I can't help it as much as it annoys me to keep watching WWE every week. I'm just face palming. but I'm just loyal to a phone. So, you know, I've been watching uh, a lot of WWE when I get a chance. Um, you know, I've been trying to figure out this direction. They're trying to have Alexa Bliss go on. You know, it's like, like what are they doing? It's kind of like she's in purgatory right now like they don't really have a clear direction for her, and it's kind of confusing you know um so you
0: don't like you know, how I they're pretend- booking your you don't like how they're booking your pretend wife yeah that's my that's my vanilla tater time
3: <laughs> <laughs> joe over there getting jealous <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, that's crazy. I, I, i've been watching that and you know i'm just every week i think okay they're gonna have her in a in a direction that makes sense and it's like i don't know who she's trying to target is it uh you know shayna is it naya is it uh, you know uh our truth like like what's going on here so you know i've been watching that um saw Eva marie make her uh, in ring return. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> I
5: loved it. I absolutely loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. Do you know why I love that? Because ever since it, it was named, she was making a return. She's got nothing but major heat, and she hasn't done anything. And then last night, she shows up and she doesn't even wrestle. She has somebody else wrestle for her. It was absolutely awesome, and people are still pissed off about it. <laughs> I think it's great. It's no, no
0: doubt. Me. No doubt. Let me just say this. Justin, thank you so much for the feedback on the new intro. It's different and it's all original. And that's really what we're shooting for. Marcus, we'll talk about that here in just a minute when it comes to the FWC. But like like you guys know, we were using like Limp Biscuit and and stuff like that for our old intro. And I mean, who doesn't love Limp Biscuit? I'm an 80s kid, right? But we, we as progressively as we continue to grow the show. And by the way, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for the comments. And if you want to join us, shoot your boy a DM and let me know that you want to come on. And all I need to do is send you a link and you can join us just like the wonderful Marcus Mayhem has already here tonight. I mean, it's really that simple. OK, but I, I guess um, the biggest thing for me is, Joey, you're familiar with the young lady who showed up. On Monday Night Raw and wrestled for Eva Marie. Can you tell us a little bit about her? Because there's a lot of lot of common fans that don't know much about Dude, this young lady. Why don't you educate us?
5: If you wanted to know about her, all you have to do is watch NXT UK. That is Piper Niven. She is absolutely amazing. I, I, man, she's she's freaking great. And it really pissed me off that the the announcers were like, "Who is this? Who is this?" You should know who it is. Yeah,
0: if she was somebody from outside... I agree with you completely. Yeah. If she was somebody from outside of the WWE umbrella, which obviously is like 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK. Yeah, so the fact that they didn't even know who she was, I think they were playing exclusively to the casual fan. Anybody who watches religiously like us was like, bro, what the hell are you talking about? We know exactly who Piper is. So... Marcus, were you disappointed that Eva Marie didn't actually wrestle? Do you think this will be a good thing or a bad thing in the long haul? You know,
3: I, I was slightly disappointed because I was seeing, okay, she got a lot of heat because of her in ring work. They said she couldn't wrestle, everything else. So I was like, okay, let's see, you know, how much improvement she's made. And she didn't wrestle. But like uh Jones said, she's she's getting heat. She's getting plenty of heat, which is that's how you get people talking about you. They can't stand this girl, period. So I think on that front, they did a good job of, you know, getting people talking about her, saying, what the hell? Why is she out here and she's not even wrestling? And, you know, hopefully they uh they don't throw it away. They actually make some good use of it this time around.
0: Very, very well said. Anything you want to add to that, Jonesy?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely.
5: You know, she's getting... A tons of a ton of heat and that's exactly what they 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 want they wanted to get all this heat without actually having to do anything like i mean they hired her and then they fired all these big big names so of course everybody's you know the the comments always you know they fired all these big names but but they kept eva marie and i think people forget that the wwe is a business at first like businesses people leave new people come people leave new new people come like I guess that that they didn't figure that that they they didn't see any point in paying uh Braun Strowman five figures and you know he's he hasn't really been doing anything like his last match was the Wrestlemania against Shane in the Hell in a Cell but do we even remember what happened in that match
0: I do not unfortunately (laughs) And that's that's probably the reason. And I don't know if you heard about this. Marcus. We're going to spend all time talking about WWE. But my thing is, like, now that he's a free agent, uh, you know, rumors have come out about what he's asking as a free agent for an appearance. And the numbers are astronomical, uh, astronomical. So it makes me believe that this whole deal with Braun Strowman didn't have so much to do with the fact that they did not believe that he had it in him to continue to be successful in the company. I think it was just a contract negotiation. It really just came down to peso. I mean, you look at Braun Strowman, he could easily go into Hollywood. The guy can talk. He's incredibly funny. He's very charismatic. He could really go into anything. And so... To be on the road 300 days a year, Marcus, you're a family man like I am. Marcus, uh, 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 Joey, you're married as well. You got to pay me a crazy amount of money, like 250 dollars to $350,000 if you want me to be away from home 300 days a year. I mean, that's a hell of a demand. Marcus, I don't know how you feel about that. But if you're going to ask me, and you're a guy like Braun Strowman, 300 days a year, i got to be in the in the six figures. No question about it.
3: Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're taking time away from my life, and it's going to be worth something. You're going to be paying dearly for it. If I got to be away from, you know, What's my most importance, pretty much all year, missing games, birthdays, holidays, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, you better compensate me. Like, <laughs> I don't blame her. Like, come on, I'm going to be getting a lot of shit from the family, the wife, the kids
0: nuclear heat all right so um real quick i wanted to jump into something else uh fwwc marcus tell us a little bit about the fantasy group just you know let, let's keep it to a three minute snippet here if you can how did you get introduced to the group what successes and failures did you have in the group and what led you to becoming a general manager now for a second time? Because I know the FWWC is something near and dear to your heart. So talk to us about that before we get into actual inferno business.
3: Um, Yeah, um, I got introduced by my uh, younger brother, uh, Mr. Rob Positivity, which he got in contact with, uh, with uh, DeWan Mills, and he hit me up. I remember like it was yesterday. He messaged me, was like, hey, you know, I, I heard you like wrestling. I heard you love it. Here, try this out. So, you know, I was kind of skeptical at first, but I said, you know what? What the hell? I think this looks fun. So, you know, I came in. uh, My first character was the Apostle, if anyone remembers that. (laughs) Uh, That was a long time. I've been in this group for six years. That was a long time ago. Um, You know, after talking with, uh, you know, Night Owl and everything else, we decided to... um, for my character uh, Marcus Mayhem, based off of you know uh, real life circumstances, you know where I grew up, South KC, everything else, and it just took off from there. And this group is family, you know. We we fight like family, we love like family. That's just that's just how it is. But I <laughs> I'm telling you, once you're in this group, you have your fun. You'll you'll see the bond. Everyone has a bond, and you know like. <laughs> I've been through a lot and these guys have been there for me. So, FWWC has basically been my second family. You know, being a GM has been a privilege. It's it's awesome to, you know, run your own brand, um, dealing with different personalities. You know, I've done a lot. You know, I've won championships. I've done a lot of first in the group and the only way to go is up. So, you know, if you haven't joined the group, uh, I'm letting you know someone who's a veteran in this group Come on in, we'll take care of you. You're going to have a lot of fun. And, you know, the proof's in the pudding. Even outside the group, people are being successful doing, you know, uh, wrestling, uh, commentary. Me is uh, graphic design. I didn't know how to do graphic design. I sucked at it. This group group helped me find a passion.
0: So this group developed a skill set. No, no doubt. And for those of you guys that are just joining us, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to episode 350 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Again, a huge shout-out uh, to, to many, all of our wonderful sponsors, including Painter's Dream, uh, Rathbump Engraving, Me Fiesta Rentals KC, Kincaid, Royal Mills Transportation, The Conspiracy Farm, uh, and, of course, the FWWC as well. Joey, I'm going to bring you in for this one, um, and, and we'll wrap this FWWC conversation because we do have to get ready for the judge, and we all know the judge demands – demands his time, and we're not going to piss off the judge, trust me. You guys will understand why very soon. You're also a member of the FWWC. You're a former general manager. If you were going to explain the FWWC, and I need energy here, Jonesy, Mm -hmm. to somebody who's who's a big-time wrestling fan, is a little like – jaded by wrestling I think we all feel that way I don't know about you but FWC really kind of brought wrestling back to life for me because it it made it competitive but if you were talking to somebody on the street who loves wrestling that's looking for something to kind of give them that boost to fall back in love with it and you were pitching them the FWC what would you say bro what what would you say
5: basically I would just tell them about you know how much fun that have. that is not just you know, wrestling fans, but you also become a family. And, and, and we all get to hang out and we all have fun. Sure, you know, we all fight like like family, but at the end of the day, we're all family. And, you know, it's more or less not just joining a wrestling group, but being become part of a family as well.
0: Very so, well said. Very, very well said, Joey. Now, Marcus, for you, how would you describe the actual functionality of the group? What What is it that we do? In the FWWC, how would you explain, hey, when you get started, here's what you're going to be doing, how would you sell it to somebody who loves wrestling, but has never done fantasy wrestling before? You know, first thing I would say is do your homework, prepare.
3: Uh, don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, be prepared with a character. What what is If you was out there wrestling in real life, how would you want to be perceived as? And you go in there, you do your homework, do your due diligence, and uh, you know, everyone here is willing to help. Everyone here is willing to help, and just have fun. Be yourself. Be creative. Work hard, and you'll go high places in the FWWC.
0: I absolutely have to agree, and to add to your guys' point, you know, I think as a kid and as wrestling fans, we all stood in front. We all stood in front of the mirror uh, and pretended like we were Macho Man. Or, uh, you know, snap into a Slim Jim or we all try to roll our eyes up in our head like Undertaker. By the way, Joe, I love your fucking background, bro, that your background. The Undertaker background is like the illest. You don't even need nothing else. That thing is so ill. But I, I guess my point is, as a kid growing up as a wrestling fan, we all do the DX. We all do the eye roll. We all do the whole Hogan or whatever. The FWWC allows you to cultivate your own character and bring it to a Facebook page. And in this Facebook page, we're all characters. We all got gimmick names. I'm Elmata. My character wears a mask. Marcus doesn't wear a mask, but he's kind of like a, a corporate thug is what I would call him. And Jonesy is just a, a wild, unpredictable kind of a schizo type character where one day you'll see him in a t-shirt and glasses. And the Next day, you'll be wearing a murderer's mask. And our objective is to entertain. The more entertaining you are, the more spotlight you get. The more spotlight you get, the more that the d- general managers want to draft you. You get drafted, you start building up your your prestige a little bit, right, by having good rivalries, good matches, making good picks during shows, Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views, NXT, AEW. During the show that everybody else is watching on TV, we're actually in chats dropping the matches the administrator or the uh, let's just say the official will drop a match and if you're in a match you're trying to pick who you think is going to win you know kenny omega versus whoever or uh whether it's uh roman reigns versus one of the usos or whatever it is so you're actually putting your wrestling knowledge to the test i like to compare it to fantasy wrestling where it takes the experience of watching football to another an level listen i've, I've been a chief fan for a long time Ten years ago, before fantasy football, if the Detroit Lions were playing the Cincinnati Bengals, again, ten years ago, I couldn't have a reason. You couldn't give me a good reason to watch that game because I didn't give a shit about none of them. But once you get fantasy, now you've got players in the game that you're watching that otherwise you wouldn't give two shits about. That's what fantasy wrestling does to the pro wrestling experience. It allows you to A, be creative. B, be competitive, and oh, by the way, we have some pretty sick effing championships in this group, which Jonesy and Marcus have held multiple times, so, and I'm not talking about replicas from Walmart, my friends, I'm talking about full-blown championships, and I say this with all the respect in the world, the championships we have in the FWWC are nicer than some of the promotions in the country, I mean, these belts are legitimate, they cost hundreds of dollars, and we, we, we do things real big, so you guys are looking for a reason to take the pro wrestling experience to a whole nother level. Marcus, tell them where they need to go, bro. Where's the place they want to take their pro wrestling watching experience to? from, from, from 100 to 1,000, bro? Where do they need to go?
3: You know where they need to go. They need to go to the best fantasy group in the world, the FWWC. Join the group. I'm telling you, and it's more than just uh, the character development and everything else. The watch parties.
0: Yes. The watch parties at yes. Game
3: were lit. I was there <laughs> for uh, Universe Mania, man. Martha was serving out the drinks. Martha was scaring
0: the <laughs> kids. It was it was awesome. I uh, mean, well, it, last last question for you, Marcus, because we do want to get to the to the judge. Right. Um You're back officially now as the general manager of Inferno Brand. Thank you, Jake, for doing an outstanding job. From what I hear, there are some good things coming for you. More on that this Wednesday on the FWWC Tonight. You're going to be the featured guest on there, right? Yes or no? I am. Okay, awesome. So the final question is this. What is the number one order of business now that you're officially back as the general manager of the Inferno Brand? Make it quick. What do you got?
3: Pretty much assert my dominance and let Infinite know that the bad guy is back. And to pay attention to the FWWT tonight because I'm going to have some ground-breaking
0: news. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. The bad guy is coming back. Oh, my goodness. Well, Mayhem, thank you so much for being here with us, bro. Jeez. You don't know how much it means. To have somebody of your prestige and you really your loyalty. You've been a long term supporter of the Wrestle Talk podcast for a very, very long time. So thank you for that. Thank you for working your ass off. I'm glad you got your personal uh, situation in order. And it's great to have you back, man. I know I speak on behalf of everybody, both Inferno and Infinite, man. It's great to have you. All right. Thank you. All right. Blessings, bro. Take it easy. Peace. Jonesy, Jonesy, Jonesy. We're 35 minutes into the show. We've already had an amazing interview. Why don't you do me a favor, bro? Let's go ahead and get right into it. Why don't you knock out the interview? I mean, I should say the introduction for our upcoming interview. I know you love people who have a passion for professional wrestling the way that we do. So I'm going to give you a moment to pull up your notes here. Do us a favor and introduce our first featured guest of the evening right here on episode 350 of the Wrestle Talk podcast.
5: So this gentleman that we have joining us is a gentleman by the name of of judge Crispo. now he debuted as as a referee for midwest power wrestling he's been in wrestling for since the year of 2001 so he's been in the wrestling ring for quite some time and you know it, it is absolutely amazing that we have this gentleman on the show ladies and gentlemen it is all honor and privilege to bring on the man the myth the legend judge chipster and look at that it's the judge no no wait a minute we all have to
0: rise bro the, the, the judge is here all rise all rise the judge has arrived okay i got a little food stain here my bad all right <laughs> all right the court is in order Your Honor, welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast for the very first time. Judge, it is a pleasure to have you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you doing tonight? All right, we're going to take a quick timeout on the judge there. Sorry, guys. Uh, So, Judge, I know you can still hear me. You unmuted yourself, but we still weren't getting any audio. We'll give you 30 seconds here to sort it out. Now, Joe, yes. before we go any further, I, I want to say this. I, I'm always impressed by people whom wear multiple hats in the pro wrestling world. You're a podcaster, and you're also a referee. Can it be a challenge to, to wear multiple hats in the sport of pro wrestling? Because I know the judge is going to talk about that with us.
5: Oh, sure. Absolutely. It's it's not easy whatsoever. Like,
0: there's, just, there's different aspects, and it's definitely not easy. All right, Judge, let's try you again. Can you hear us? Can we hear you? you are unmuted on our end Yep, yeah, we yeah you are unmuted so you're not muted on our end Let's see here
1: hmm.
0: no we're, we're gonna we're gonna give the judge just another second here to work out his his audio situation um let me tell you just from my perspective it's definitely a double-edged sword, Jonesy, and here's why I'll say it. Like, as a podcaster, and especially in a podcast that does fairly well, like the Talk podcast, you can have uh, this feeling that you're getting opportunities in professional wrestling because a promoter or a talent goes, okay, you know what? If I get good in with the Night Owl, then that means that might give me some exposure. He might invite me to come on his show and this and that. So I always try to separate the two as much as I can. I think it's important for people to understand yes i'm i'm both people i'm the ring announcer the commentator and the podcaster but when i'm at that job i'm at that job if i'm at kcsw doing commentary or if i'm at xwe doing ring announcing i'm not working with guys in that moment to try to book you for the show like I, i respect the promotions that i work for too much to be doing that sort of business on their time so what i always try to do joey is i always say hey you know what bro i'd love to have you on the show sometime but let's talk about it tomorrow. Call me this week. Let's meet up at Denny's and talk about it. I just don't think it's appropriate to be double dipping if you're already working in one genre and working in one promotion, doing one thing. I don't think it makes sense to try to double dip and do two things at once. Is that kind of the same? Um, is that kind of the same outlook and perspective that you take on it? Because I know that you have the same kind of respect for the business that I do.
5: Absolutely, you know when, when, when I'm refereeing a, a show, that's what I'm doing. I, I'm there to, to referee the show. I don't try to to get somebody onto the podcast. You know, I, I'll do the same thing that that you you do. You know, I'll be like, we'd love to have you on. I'll be in touch sometime later on the, this week.
0: Well, yeah. Well, you always want to keep it absolutely respectful. And by the way, guys, I did get word that Chip. Is going to be joining us in just a matter of moments. I think he went to go grab some headphones, so we're going to have him on in just a moment. Now, this is actually kind of a good thing, Joey, because I got something I want to ask you about, and it's specifically about NXT. Now, Uh Triple H has been making a lot of noise, and they've been doing a lot of cool stuff, so this is a two-pronger. Number one, did you hear Triple H's comments about the fans never being content, which is something we talk about here a lot? People always trying to jump ahead, figure out what's going to happen, who's going where, who's getting released. And then now on the in the, in the on the in ring side of things, bro, the millionaires championship is back. We have a new millionaire championship uh, champion at L.A. Knight. How the hell are you feeling about the belt? Go ahead and start with the Triple H deal, and then we'll move on to the championship. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, um, I, I heard something about that, and, you know, he's, he's
5: right. Like, it's like the, the fans are never content. Like, they want the results right then, right then, right then. But then again, when they give them that, then they complain because they're not uh, setting storylines. And it's like, you know, if we try to set storylines – then, you know, then you you complain. The same wrestling fans that complain right now would have a absolute shit fist fit if they were watching wrestling back in the days when you only had four pay-per-views. All year? <laughs>
0: <laughs> now we got, like, eight a month. It's yeah. ridiculous.
5: Like, you, when I grew up, you had SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. That and you had
0: to save it. up all year to get each one, yeah, especially as a was... kid.
5: That was it. So I mean, you know, uh, the fans.
0: <laughs> that's crazy, bro. So are you cool with them bringing back the um, the Millionaires Championship, bro? And do you think that L.A. Knight is the right guy for it? Because man, he's a killer on the microphone, bro. He really I is.
5: Absolutely feel that it was an absolute great thing to bring back the Million Dollar Championship because it it brought back something that that, that, that the old fans can can enjoy. And something that the new fans can enjoy. And I would say if anybody would have that championship, it would be the L.A. Knight. Because (laughs) that dude has freaking charisma. He can cut a freaking plumber. And he fits the style of a guy wearing the million-dollar championship.
0: He absolutely does. And you know what? It, It drives me a little crazy because I always get concerned about guys that come in at that age. I mean, like Bobby Roode, we all know is a tremendous talent and uh, had a little bit of a singles run, but now he's kind of been relegated. He's been a little relegated to, uh, to tag stuff, which is fine. You know, he's still getting airtime or whatever. I just hope the same thing doesn't happen to LA Knight. Uh, speaking of things that I hope don't happen, I hope that we don't have any more issues technologically. So believe it or not, we actually have the judge back, and I think our audio issues are resolved Let's go ahead and bring him back on and give it a try. Judge, are you with us?
2: Uh, I think so. Can you hear me? Yeah!
0: yeah! All right. We did it. We Thank freaking did it. Judge, all right. so great to have you. Heard all the nice things we had to say about you. We even stood up when you entered the courtroom. How does it feel to receive that kind of praise and, uh, and approval?
2: It's about time most of these, like, redneck hicks that I got to deal with at these shows <laughs> refuse to give me any respect, so... uh Kudos to you guys, and congratulations on episode 350. That's quite a milestone.
0: Hell yeah. Well, speaking of, of Redneck Hicks, Joe was, was at a show this whole weekend in West Virginia, so I can already imagine. Dude, you know what's awesome, and, and I'll be sincere. I go to shows all over the country, Judge, and those are the best kind of fans. The, the You know, there's always like a grandma in the crowd that's cussing you out, Right in the front row, she spits when she talks, dude. Yeah. Every single indie show has fans like that. I know you love that culture. That's kind of where you made your bones. So, so let's start with that. Where did you and when did you and your life collide with this crazy world of professional wrestling, dude? When when did the bug bite you, so to speak?
2: Well, I uh, started watching wrestling at the Chase when I was a kid. That was a uh, big wrestling show here in St. Louis. I always kind of followed it, um, and I always looked up to the managers. I always thought I could, I could do that, and uh, you know, uh, my first taste of wrestling, the wrestling business, I guess. Um, I wasn't really aware of independent wrestling until around two thousand and one. Cool. I went to, I went to a local show at a minor league baseball park, and. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. It was a lot different than the, uh, like stuff you saw on television, of course. And I, uh, got in touch with, uh, there's a group called Midwest powerhouse wrestling. They put on free shows at an abandoned mall. And I called them to see about going to the show and they thought I was trying to get into the business. And I was like, you oh, know, what the hell? So I gave it a shot and the rest is history.
0: Dude, so you got sucked in like that. Did you have any idea what the hell you were getting yourself into, bro? I mean, I know you probably uh, watched it on TV, but we both know that uh, – and Herb Simmons always gets mad at me for saying independent wrestling. It's still professional, and I, I completely agree with him. But the the let's just say the independent scene of professional wrestling is much different than what we see on television. Was it a bit of an eye-opener for you once you started getting involved in the business?
2: Oh, definitely. Um, and, you know, I didn't realize how – how hard the uh, the ring is. I mean, some of these rings are like concrete.
1: Yeah. And
2: when I got in there uh, to start, I went through all the training that the wrestlers do. So, you know, they had to be able to take it back then. So it, it was it was an eye opener. I was the after the first session that I did, the first real full session, I was sore for a week. But it was like in different sections, like one day my shoulders would be sore, then it would move its way down to my back, then my legs. So as I I definitely gained a whole new respect for for the professional wrestlers.
0: Well, I love that. Now, I got a question sent to me through Instant Messenger, and I'm going to go ahead and relay it to you. Uh, This is from Don in Florida. His question is, what's with the wig? How did you get your gimmick? How did you come up with this persona that everybody now knows as Judge Chipster? Where the hell did that originate?
2: Well, you know, all the judges wear the wig. I mean, that goes back to the colonial times and such in England. So that's where the wig came from. Um, Actually, the searcher came up with it. He was the booker at the time at World Powerhouse Wrestling, and he thought it would be a cool gig. Shout out to Uh, WPW. so he, he was a big fan of the ECW, and he probably remembered Judge Jeff Jones is from ECW, and that's probably where it originated
0: from. Well, that, that is pretty yeah. fresh. And you know what? Oddly enough, it's not a gimmick that we see all the time, right, Joe? I mean, you know, you yeah. see guys doing all sorts of stuff these days, but the judge thing is not something that I would say is anywhere close to being overdone and I know the judge, uh, you know, has, has dabbled a little bit in the promotional side of things, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you, bro. I don't want to accidentally steal any of your questions. So why don't you jump in here, Joey? What questions do you have for Judge Are here on episode 350?
5: Yeah, Um. so when you started out, you started off as a referee. What made you want to go from being a referee to a manager?
2: Well, actually, when I started, I wanted to start out as a manager, but... You know, uh, the promoter at the time is like, well, you know, we got managers already. What we really need is a referee. So I was like, OK, well, I'll step in. And I really enjoyed the refereeing. And then after about a year and a half or so, I got bumped up to manager. But when I got into the business, you know, I, I was just happy to be involved. I would want to do whatever they asked of me. And I think that's why I've been able to stick around for 20 years. Cause I'm uh, willing to to do what's good for the for the company and not just for myself.
5: Absolutely, that's
2: awesome. Um, very, very good, good, good answer.
5: So, uh, like I guess that 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 my next question is: uh, What exactly is Full Throttle Wrestling?
2: Uh, Full Throttle Wrestling is a uh, promotion that uh, myself and I had uh, four. Four partners in it. Uh, when Midwest Powerhouse Wrestling closed its doors at the end of 2005, we wanted to keep things going. Uh, we had we had a good thing going, had a good locker room, and so uh, the five of us in the ownership group decided to pull our resources and we took out a loan and bought out the the ring and the barricades and all the things that you needed to start a wrestling promotion and so we ran full throttle wrestling for about five or six years before we sold it
5: okay awesome so uh, my my next question before I throw it back to uh, Renee is I'm reading at some point you managed rough cut Rick Ruby
0: I (laughs) he's the shiznit
2: (laughs) um i actually am currently managing rough cut rick ruby in american championship wrestling managed him all the way to the heavyweight title
5: nice
0: rick is the champ that is true he recently retained that championship
2: yeah he, he he uh retained against gary jackson um there may have been some outside interference to cause the disqualification. May have. <laughs> I, I don't Doesn't remember. Did you have anything
5: to do with that, Judge? Or are you uh, not, are you not going to incriminate
2: yourself? I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> He's
5: a judge. Why would a judge so, do that? Renee?
0: Yeah. Oh, exactly. By the way, shout out! Uh, big shout out from Georgia from our uh, long-term listener Nick Luke, who's actually an officer of the law down in Georgia. He says, "Shout out and kudos." To the judge he's very excited to have you on so shout out from georgia to you sir i appreciate that cool what else you got joey here's in my turn
5: it's your turn so go right ahead okay okay
0: perfect because i want to piggyback off your question so let's go back to full throttle like what makes somebody go from going from the enjoyable very much part-time process of being a manager in the pro wrestling business to the unbelievable headache and stress of being a co-owner of a company like what what possessed you to want to do that because i've tried my hand at running a couple of shows i've run three successfully up to this point but i have to take like two year breaks in between because it's very very stressful and very expensive so were you guys just so determined because i know there's no shortage of wrestling in your area like here in kansas city like we, we have a rough time getting shows consistently around here with all due respect to journey pro and KCXW that are still going strong um but what, what made you want to take that leap? I'm curious, man, because that, that's, a, that's a big jump to go from manager slash referee to owner.
2: Uh, man, I wish I could tell you what was going through my head at the time. I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, obviously. Um, but, you know, the big thing is we had a good thing going with Midwest Powerhouse Wrestling. And, you know, we, want, we wanted to try to keep that going as best as we could. And I thought with uh, four other guys that it wouldn't be as much of a headache, but man, I was wrong. And uh, I, my hat's off to all the promoters. It's the, it's the toughest thing to try to keep everybody happy and run a successful business. It's
0: tough. There's no doubt about it. What would you say was the biggest challenge? Was it financial? Was it, you know, the promotional aspect, getting flyers out? What, was it dealing with the talent? You don't have to name any names, but what, what was the most challenging part at that? What was the most challenging part during that part of your career as a promoter?
2: The the toughest part was dealing with the venues, because you would get venues that you would have a deal with, and then they would want to come back and change the deal, or they would double book the venue, and you know they would uh raise the rent if you had a good show, like the next next time, miraculously, the price of the venue would go up $200 or something like that. So, yeah, it was I would say that was the toughest part and trying to keep the talent happy. And, uh, you know, that that's always that's always tough.
0: Yeah, it absolutely is. And I can relate to the venue issues as well. It can be a little bit of a, well, it can be a very much a significant challenge if you can't solidify and lock down the venue permanently. I think really the only way to run a professional wrestling company on an independent level successfully is to have full control of the venue. And I know that's very, very hard to do uh, for, you know, your, your common blue collar guy. Uh, so All Right. Uh, I have, Especially in St.
2: Louis area, because there are so many different promotions and if you do well in, a, in one place, a lot of times another promoter will try to come in and piggyback on your success, and the fans don't know the difference from one company to the next for the most part. So, you know, you always have to watch out for other promoters trying to come in and steal your
0: thunder. Well, that's absolutely fair. Now, speaking of thunder and you being in the St. Louis area, Let's talk about the announcement from last week, and and you being a longtime fan of professional wrestling, you probably heard of a little company called the NWA. Yeah, I actually read Whoa, whoa, okay, you're jumping ahead of me now. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, no, it's all good. I'm, I'm just teasing. So, dude, you heard the news. We all heard the news. The NWA is coming back to the chase somebody that's a st louisian or at least you're from the area you're very familiar with the history of wrestling in st louis bro what does that mean and not only to to the city but for wrestling in the midwest in general it's hard to put into words why don't you try it's
2: it's huge um the fans around st louis even people who aren't wrestling fans are excited about this this was like front page news on the newspaper. This was like the lead story on the television news. So it's a big deal. And uh, there's a lot of fans who are very excited about this. And I think it's going to be a good thing. And hopefully the NWA can keep promoting in the St. Louis area to chase. Um, I think that
0: would be, that would be a great thing for the area. Dude, I, I absolutely agree Joey, I know we're running a little short on time. Do you have any other final questions or thoughts for the judge here tonight on the WrestleTalk podcast? Because I've got a few more before we let him get out of here.
5: Um, you know, it's just, I mean, you, you've done just about everything that, that you can think of. You know, you've been a referee, you've been a commentator, you've been a manager. I guess that my question is is, out of everything that you've done, what have you enjoyed the most?
2: Oh, uh, good that's,
5: question.
2: That's a tough question because um, all the different things have their own advantages. Um, so I would say being a manager has probably been my favorite, just because I like to get I like to get heat, and you know it's it's a lot of fun to rile the fans up. And I've always admired the managers back from you know Bobby Heenan, Jim Cornette, on and on, and it's. For me, it's an honor to be, you know, in the same class as those gentlemen. Okay, so, so you know, piggybacking off
5: of what you had said, have you ever encountered a fan that took it a little bit too far? Uh,
2: several times. <laughs> uh, uh, we used to run uh, back in the Midwest Firehouse Wrestling days. We would do a. Uh, uh, fair in uh, Bowling Green, Missouri, and this was the ring was set up in the middle of a field, and you would get uh, people would pick up pumps of dirt, rocks, uh, batteries, oh, you you name it, they throw it at you, and so luckily that we had police escorts, but
1: right? uh, <laughs> wow.
2: but but um, yeah, I've had like fans spit on me and stuff like that, but. Nothing too bad. The The worst thing that ever happened is a fan one time came after me with a chair. I got him all riled up, and he, he threatened to come over the barricade, but I was managing Cowboy Bob Orton at the time. And luckily, Cowboy Bob had my back, and he went, he walked over to the guy, told him to put the chair down, and he bitch-slapped him on one side of the face and then on the other. Don't mess with and Bob then, Orton. And yeah. then Bob Bob got scared. He thought he's like, "Oh crap!" You know, I don't want this guy to sue me. So, so Bob came out afterwards and, you know, shook hands with the guy and signed some autographs for him and stuff to yeah. uh, keep himself out of litigation.
5: Yeah, he just nonchalantly says, "I mean, I'm man is Bob Orton. It's it, it's
0: nothing. It's just Bob Orton." Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well. We, we do want to get into the shoot and shout segment. So as we as we hit you with these last couple of questions, uh, Judge, um, start thinking about something that, like, irritates you. Uh, we're going to do the shoot and shout segment. You basically have to go off about anything that's pissing you off. It can be wrestling-related. It could be about gas prices. It doesn't matter. So start kind of thinking about that as we hit these last couple of, of questions. Uh, the right. first one is you have had a long career between managing, refereeing, and being a promoter. Can you talk to us about some of the guys you've had a chance to rub elbows with? You just name drop Bob Orton. Anybody else notable that you've had a chance to work with throughout your career so far? Um,
2: I've worked with quite a few guys. Um, I worked with Dan, the B seven quite a bit. Um, worked uh, with both the Steiner brothers, uh, honky tonk man, demolition, uh, shark boy. Uh, it's a guy uh, from NXT, or not NXT, but, um, he used to do the vampire gimmick, not Gangrel, but
5: Kevin, Thorn? Kevin, Thorne,
2: Kevin um, Thorne. Worked with Delirious before he was a booker at Ring of Honor. He started yeah. out in the St. Louis area.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> okay, Kevin, okay, time out, time out. Yeah, can, can we
0: share nice. a story with you? Sure. <laughs> All right, you'll, you'll like this. Joey, why don't you tell uh, Chip here the Natsukan story?
5: So, <laughs> so Renee and I invaded
0: NatsuCon. That talk was there. Shout out to Rick Maverick, by the way, for making that possible. Exactly, and uh, one of the guys that we got to interview
5: was Delirious, and it was absolutely one of the craziest interviews ever. Because I would sit there and I would say, "So, how was your nice night tonight?" And all he'd go is, <laughs> and we'd be like, "Oh, okay." And so, <laughs> <laughs> are you enjoying your time here? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, it was definitely interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about commitment to the gimmick. And I'll tell you what, like, we have a lot of young guys on here. Shout out to all the young boys uh, that come here and join us on the show. Um, I, I think they have a hard time figuring out if they need to be in character or if they need to be OOC, I'm always like, bro, we'll probably start OOC and finish in character or we'll start in character and finish out of character. I said, just do whatever makes you feel comfortable. So I find it wildly amusing that we're talking to Chip, but he's got the gimmick on. So it's like maybe you can just do both at the same time. Who gives a crap, right? Like do what you feel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So uh quick word association before we move in. Uh, to the shoot and shout segment, if that's all right with you, Chip. Um, No problem. I'm going to go ahead and start with this. Tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear Midwest Wrestling.
2: Uh, Harley Race, uh, NWA. Uh,
0: Tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when you think Rick Ruby.
2: Rick Ruby, champion, Hall of Famer. He's, he's going into the Midwest independent wrestling hall of fame on July 31st. Uh, no coincidence after I started managing him.
0: (laughs) All
5: right.
0: Tell me what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the name searcher?
2: Oh, he's my mentor. Uh, one of my best friends in the business, one of my best friends out of the business. Um, he taught me almost everything I know about the wrestling business. Um, great guy great friend
0: and great supporter of the wrestle talk podcast as well last word association being as today is my birthday what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the name the night owl
2: gary jackson what?
0: Or, uh, <laughs> oh, so. shit. Is that Gary Jackson's nickname, too? No, I don't no, know. That.
2: That's the, no, uh, his, the Night, night train. train. Night Train. So, the Night Owl. Um, yeah. Thing you have, when I hear the Night Owl, like booze, broads,
0: and, booze good and times. Booze and broads. <laughs> good times. <Yeah. laughs> Dude, that's the greatest compliment I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> Dude, thank you. Thank you so much, Judge. You're, you're too kind, Judge Chipster. You're the freaking man, period, point blank. You know what, Josie? I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and take a little bit of a risk here. I think we deserve a round of applause for the Chipster because we have had an amazing interview so far, and we haven't even hit uh, the high uh, the shooting shot segment yet. So let me go ahead and hit that for you guys. Hmm. Uh, very well done. You. Very, very well done. <laughs> thank you. I,
2: I appreciate that.
0: No problem, man. The crowd goes wild. All right, so now Joey, I'm gonna let you take over here and lead us into the Wrestle Talk Podcast high no, no, we already did high spots. The shoot and shout segment. I'll have the music queued up. You let me know when you're ready and we'll do this thing.
5: All right, so basically, Judge, all that it's gonna be is we're gonna play some music. I'm going to go first, Renee's going to go second, and you're going to go third. And basically, it's just letting us know what is on your mind, like getting anything that is pissing you off off your chest. It could be no matter what it is. I'm going to go first, Renee will go second, and then you can go uh, third. Can you do that for us?
0: No, sounds, sounds good.
5: All right. Here we go. Go ahead and hit that music Winne
0: All right, you got it. Now, I'm being told that we don't actually have the music loaded yet, but we have something that will suffice is what I'm being told by our production crew. So uh, let, <laughs> let me go ahead and pull it up and see what happens. All right. So let me share here. Uh, Boom. And OK. Yeah, I guess this will have to do.
1: Fucking bullshit.
0: Well, there it is. (laughs) Okay. All right. So during the the shoot and shout segment, we get 30 to 45 seconds to get it off our chest. Anything that happens to be pissing us off. Nightmare Jones, I'll go ahead and go first. Okay. My shoot and shout tonight revolves around technology. I've been working so hard. We incorporated StreamYard. Now we're trying to get the drops and stuff going. I was in front of my computer for two hours before the show, and I could not figure it out. As a matter of fact, I had it going for a little while. And then it totally hit the fan. Thank you, Haas, for calling off on me in the very last second and screwing me over. But no, in reality, I want to thank you guys for being super patient with us. We are trying to evolve and grow as a podcast. We're going to incorporate new things all the time. So there may be a little bit of a learning curve. But, bro, it drives me crazy because I got all the wires. I got all the cords. I got everything connected the way it's supposed to be connected. It still doesn't work the way it's supposed to work. So it drives me a little crazy, Joe. That is my shooting shot for tonight. Oddly enough, it's not wrestling-related. It's podcasting-related. And by this point, I thought we'd be looking even better than the Joe Rogan podcast. But I guess we're not there yet. We're going to keep working. But I'm going to just let you know right now, it freaking drives me crazy. Because I wish we all had it it figured out already. And we definitely are not there yet. That's honest truth. That's my shooting shot for tonight. Nightmare Jones, you're up, Daddy. What you got? Uh,
5: So, my shooting shot this week... It's the same shooting shot I had last week, the same shooting shot I had the week before that. I'm tired of Nightmare Jones getting booed all the time. Every time he goes into the ring to referee a match, all they want to do is boo me. That's all they do is boo Nightmare Jones. I don't understand it. If I wasn't in that ring, they wouldn't have matches. I'm getting sick and tired of these people booing me, Renee. I'm getting tired of it. I'm tired of it. I can't
0: hear you today. Now, my bad. That's a very, very fair shooting, Shout Jonesy. Nobody likes to get booed. That's right. I, I understand and appreciate it. I just thought you were going to be a little bit more pissed off because your girl, Piper, that showed up, the commentators had no idea who the hell she was. And apparently, she already works for WWE. But Maybe
5: that'll
0: be next week. Okay, fair enough. All right, Judge Chipster, you've absolutely killed it thus far during your appearance here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Let's close it out strong. Tell us one thing pro wrestling related or not, that is pissing off the judge right now. Let us have it.
2: DDTs. I'm sick of a thousand DDTs in every match, especially (laughs) when you don't know how to do the DDT. I've seen so many guys get serious injuries, get concussions, almost get broken necks. And, you know, the DDT shouldn't be more common than an arm drag. Save the DDT for a big spot in the match. You know, Jake the Snake, if he's probably rolling over in his grave, even though he's not dead yet, though he looks like he's dead. (laughs) But save the DDTs, just knock it off with the DDTs. Enough already. And
0: and how does the Wrestle Talk podcast feel about the overuse of um, of DDTs? Well, let's we'll let you guys know how we hear. (laughs) Gotti, (laughs) Gotti. Yeah, uh, yeah. Every time they do it, it's like, here we go again. Got him. The, one of the greatest finishers in wrestling history has been relegated to a transition move. So, I feel the
5: same way about super kicks. <laughs> that, yes. That,
0: super I
5: kick agree. Move. If oh, you yeah, watch a Bucks match, you're going to see like 50,000 super kicks. Yep. <laughs>
0: tope Suicida. That's the one that does it for me every <laughs> single time. All right, well, Judge Chipster, before we let you go, there's just two bits of business that we got to handle, and we'll keep it real simple like a teenage pimple, man. Number one, welcome as the newest member of the WrestleTalk family. Please promise us you won't be a stranger.
2: Nah, anytime you want to have me back on, and hopefully I won't have these freaking microphone issues the next time it's, and it's I, all
0: good we hey, we so. made up for the the few minutes that we lost we made up for it no worries about it and number two why don't you tell people where you'll be appearing next and how they can keep in touch of judge ships all right
2: uh this saturday i will be with american championship wrestling we'll be in saint Clair, missouri at the vfw hall um tickets are only five dollars that's a lot of entertainment for for only $5 uh, Rick Ruby is going to be defending the heavyweight championship against the former champion the bomb Brian James. There's also going to be a shark cage match for the vacant tag team titles and then the uh, 26th I'll be in Mount Vernon Illinois for the IWA Productions. At the IWA Production Center with special guests Marty Bell and Eva Leese.
0: And, uh, oh, you better wear your good underwear that day, Judge.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I'm a big fan of Marty Bell's. I heard yeah, she can even yeah, wrestle, no. so
0: Yeah, that girl can do her work. And you know what? We're big supporters of women's wrestling overall here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. I mean, that's just kind of our thing. We got a lot of love for the ladies, and by the way, it doesn't hurt that a Mexican-American happens to be the NXT Women's Champion, something I'm very, very proud of. She's a kick-ass competitor, and we all know it. Well, Joey, why don't you say goodnight to the judge, man? We've had an incredible interview thus far, and we're just a couple minutes away from Skywalker. Luke Roberts joining us here on the show, bro. Go ahead and say goodnight so we can close out this segment, my friend. Man, thanks for coming on, for taking time out of your busy
5: schedule. It has absolutely been a pleasure. Please don't be a stranger, and we would love to have you back on again.
2: I'd love to come back on anytime.
0: All right, Judge. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We will catch you down the road, my friend. All right. Thank you for having me. All it's right. Been a pleasure. Good, good stuff. And there goes the Judge Joey. I know I'm not as good as Hardcore Haas when it comes to the production stuff because he's, he's been doing a lot more than I have. I'll, I promise you I'll get that all sorted out. Outside of that, bro, how do you feel Episode 350's gone so far? Because I'm, I'm really digging it.
5: Uh, absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Man, it's, it's it's been been a great freaking show, and we're not even done yet. Yeah, bro, and
0: here's my thing. I'm going to be out, and I'm going to be gone in Florida for uh, for probably about two weeks so I will not be uh, back for a little while. Um, I know that uh, that you always miss me while I'm gone. Whatever will you do Jonesy while I'm not around I'm just curious to know that.
5: Whatever will I do well, I, I'm sure that uh, that uh, Jeremy will, will keep me busy. I, I'm sure that that you know I'm sure that we're gonna be okay.
0: Yeah, and I know you will. I know you will because we got a great team from Rodell to Dick Douglas. Shout out to Dick Douglas. By the way, he's down at the Rhodes Wrestling Academy in Texas training right now. So if you guys don't think that we're doing big things here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, you got another thing coming. All that said, we're going to hit you guys with a quick break, and we're going to be back. We're going to talk a lot more wrestling. We're going to have another featured guest during the show. And we want you guys to keep it locked in right here at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. During the break, we're going to go ahead and hit you guys with some insanity. We're going to hit you with some Guts. Longtime supporter of the WrestleTalk Podcast. Wrestling for KCXW. I know there's supposed to be two different guys, Vinny. I don't give a damn. Okay, I want people to support you. Screw your gimmick. He's also known as a Diablo for KCXW. Ladies and gentlemen, the original song, Guts by Vince Sanity. Enjoy, and we'll be back in a few.
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Alright. All right. Chill. Hey,
4: baby. Baby, I'm gon' hit a strike. Alright. Hitting numbers like some dice. I hit it like I'm at you looking nice. So nice. That pussy be on point, so I'm precise. You help me find my way about a maze. I'll restart. You be shining like the moon in sun rays. You make me want to pray in church on Sundays. We count this money up and call it for a play. We gon' take the world and make it spin. Make it spin. Every day we fall in love again. I could be Clyde, you could be Bonnie. You got that bomb, girl, you can bomb me. You drive me crazy, keep it cruising. When I hear your voice, it's like music. If I play games with you, I lose it. I lose. If I like you, I'd yeah, be stupid. Dumb. Yeah. Baby, I'm gonna get you right. Baby, I'm gonna get you right now. Baby, I'm gonna get you right. Baby, I'm gonna get you right now. Baby, I'm gonna get you
1: right.
4: Baby, I'm gonna get you right, Baby, get you right now. Baby, I'm gonna get you right. Baby, I'm gon' get you right now. Baby, you the type I like. Come here, let me take a bite. Take a bite. I got you turning overnight. Whoa. it's hard to trust because my shoulders high. I saw the future, you was in my side. I'm a, I'm a monster. Girl, You brought me to light. Sugar, sugar, how you get all these other chicks, they give me no high I used to be the dog, now you got me on a chain I would run away, but that pussy got me stained I used to have some flaws, but now I'm off the chain I feel like something's wrong, I can't get you up out my brain Shawty, shawty on the wall, shawty awful talk. A psychic told me about you looking in her crystal ball Really? Baby
1: We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back for our number two of the Wrestle Talk
0: podcast, featuring at least this week, The night owl and my brother, Nightmare Jones. Jonesy, it's been a great show so far, and we got a long way to go in just a matter of moments. We're going to be bringing on a guy who has not been featured as a guest for about two years on the Wrestle Talk podcast. But before we get to that, you went to a show this weekend, okay? And <laughs> and it was an important show. You need to unmute yourself, buddy. You remember that? Uh, it was a very important show, not only because you guys were uh, in attendance. What's up there, Mama Jones? Uh, it was not only important because you were in attendance. We actually decided to take that additional leap and sponsor this show because we felt like it really fit our image. Man, Man Pondo. The boys over there, man, Jay Crist, uh, Akira, Mickey Knuckles, um, uh, Billy Starks, man, I, Charlie Krul, I could go down the freaking list. I just, I feel indebted to this company, bro, and, and, and they've treated us very, very well, and the fact of the matter is, bro, I need to know what that experience was like, and do you think it was worth it for us? Did it make sense to partner up? with IWE East Coast for this amazing event they just had this weekend. Because it was three shows, right? It was the yes. Zero G show. It was Girl Fight. And then it was obviously the main event, which was called what? Main
5: The, master, the Masters mas-
0: of Pain. Masters of Pain. So why don't you give us the, the five-minute breakdown, one show at a time. Do a lot of name-dropping, bro, because you took a lot of great pictures, and we're still working on uploading those to our social. Oh, yeah, what do you got absolutely. for
5: us? So... The first night that that we get there, like, as soon as I see Ponder, he immediately knows who I am, and he's like, what's up, Joe? You know, he shakes my hand, you know, he he autographed my belt, which my belt is back there. It it was autographed by just about everybody that was there. There were a couple people that I didn't get, which I'm still upset that I didn't get to meet Mickey Knuckles. I'm I'm upset about that, but the Zero-G tournament, you had the likes of Jason Kincaid, Jason Goy, you had, you know, uh Jake Chris, which Jake Chris was one of the podcasts, and he ends up winning the Zero G tournament. <laughs> so, absolutely. And our own sister Haas, man, her and Jake Chris, like, they, they went back and forth and back and forth. Like, you know, when the wrestler comes out and he sees that one fan and he's like, That's my bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You got to find the one. Yeah, dude, you're so right. I've heard, you know, we do a lot of interviews here on the show, bro. I've always, I've heard a lot of guys say it, and now I actually look out for it. The talent, when they come out, bro, they're looking for somebody to connect with. Like that one fan that they need to feed so that they can keep the fucking fire going. And and Sis is definitely that person, but for, for, for Jake Chris to say, that a member of the WrestleTop family is the person that he was feeding off of, like, that's huge to me, bro. Because somebody like Jay Chris, nice. has been in huge main events. Everybody knows his name. And for him to still kind of be subscribing to that, that same uh, philosophy of like finding the, those couple of fans that he can connect with, I, I think that's incredible, bro. It sounds like you guys had a great time. But but let me start with the Zero G though. Um, you had Jason Kincaid and Jay Chris as the final two. Who were some other notable names in that uh in, in that zero G?
5: Uh, Gary J., who is a native to Kansas, to the Kansas City area.
0: St. Louis, yeah. Gary fucking J. Gary fucking J. Shout out, shout out. Thanks for the retweet, by the way, too, Gary. Gary, We love you. Gary, Gary, Gary J., um, uh,
5: Jason Gorey was, was there, and a couple... New wrestlers that I'd never really seen before, but they were were were, were three MM three. Uh Dope. so yeah, man. It, it, it was a great freaking show. It was really, really
1: good.
0: All right, girl fight. I know you're a big fan of women's wrestling. Uh we've had the interview the chance to interview uh, uh who who have we interviewed? We've interviewed Mickey Knuckles, uh we've interviewed Charlie What what you say?
5: You've never interviewed Mickey Knuckles yet. I would have known for you.
0: Okay, why, okay no- my mistake. We're working on a Mickey Knuckles interview, yes. but we've also, dude, we, we've talked to Jeannie Buss, the owner of WOW. Uh, we've talked to Lochadora Serpentina, also known as Thunder Rosa. I mean, we've had an incredible opportunity here in the lineup of women that we've been able to interview. Just go over to the notable guest tab at wrestletalkpodcast.com to get yourself an idea of how many talented women we've had a chance to, 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 uh, to work with. But Joe, what were some notable names in the girl fight uh, show on Saturday, and maybe some names that caught you by surprise that you never heard of before?
5: You had Mickey Knuckles, obviously. You had Charlie Cool. You had, uh, you know, you, you you had so many different uh, women wrestlers. There was one that that uh, her name was a Big Mama, and let me tell you <laughs> something. She she's, she she's a pretty badass. Let me tell you something, Big Mama. Dude, those you songs. got. To to look,
0: look, <laughs> I gotta have to look her up, bro. I love guy. I love women, men, whoever. Like like Chip, who's got a great gimmick, bro. And the, <laughs> the,
5: the the best part about it is that like we got about eleven sound clips of people saying this is so and so, and you're listening to the Buster Talk podcast. All right,
0: so for those that are joining us a little late, bro, can you play that Madman Pondo one one more time, right up to the microphone?
5: Yeah. Just one uh, more,
0: and, and then we'll hit the uh, the Masters of Pain. Uh, which was incredible. I got a chance to see a couple of clips. I want to talk about that, and then we'll move right on uh, to Skywalker, Luke Roberts, who I'm very, very anxious to
5: talk to, man. I got a lot of questions for him. Uh, here we go. One, two, three. This is Madman Pondo, and you're listening to Talk Radio. Tune in, or I'll
0: come
5: to your house, and I'll pull your
0: fucking lyrics out. I'm just kidding. I hate Renee. <laughs> Bro, that's the greatest drop we've ever had. <laughs> Oh she, and See, I, I'm the baby face, and I get all the heat. That, yeah, that's what—that's what—that's what, that's what, I, that's and what then, I can't understand. Then bro. the
5: freaking masters of pain! Oh my goodness! I've never been to a death match, and my goodness! So wait, so gracious.
0: so you never been to a gathering of the juggalos? You never been to a death match, but but you got the death match out of the way. So you, the, the gathering is coming. Exactly. You got to talk to us about that, man. It must have been crazy.
5: Oh my goodness! The first match was a. Uh, was a backyard deathmatch. They, they had one of those uh, bed trucks that, you know, you uh, would uh, put cars uh, uh, up on. Almost like, like like a tow truck. They started the match on this freaking tow truck. Body slamming <laughs> each each other, went through a car, destroyed a car. That just set the, the freaking... Uh, a president. Well, the I match...
0: saw the pictures. Yeah, I saw the pictures leading into the paper, like not to the paper, per to the to the show. they got they had like like brick and glass and tables uh, and all yeah. sorts of shit set up all around, One of around those, the ring. The
5: matches was was a uh, cinder block match, and they like destroyed all these cinder blocks in the middle of the ring, and then like were DDT each other and body slamming each other on these cinder blocks, and I'm like, nope no, thank you.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> well you know I gotta ask you about. Two guys. I gotta ask you about Shane Mercer and Akira. By the way, Shane Mercer on <laughs> AEW television today. He's on AEW Dark today. So if you think we're playing out here about we get the very best guests in professional wrestling, like we're not playing. This dude was on the show last week. Today he's on AEW. Bro, talk to us about Akira and talk to us about Shane Mercer, bro. Oh man, Shane Mercer is 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 absolutely.
5: One of the nicest guys, He's absolutely amazing. He signed my belt. Not only did he sign my belt, but he got blood on my belt. That belt is has Shane Russell's blood on it. It's absolutely amazing.
0: Let me guess you're never gonna wash it again
5: well i don't know about that <laughs> and then thinking akira we had a on and he wins the masters of pain so so maybe next time that they have the masters of pain if you want to win, whoever wants
0: to win needs to know. come on the show <laughs> <laughs> ah like how you think my guy I mean,
5: dude i have so much respect for uh, a because Dude, just to go through one deathmatch is a But he's not me. the
0: biggest guy either. No, I mean, let's not. be honest, he's just not.
5: But to go through three deathmatches, oh my goodness, it was absolutely amazing. They had some of the best food. They had the uh, death match dog there, which was a hot dog that had bacon and uh, uh, coleslaw and uh, jalapenos and a pickle.
0: What the hell, bro? Why did I miss this? That's right up my alley, Joe.
5: Maybe next year.
0: Well, I gotta wait till next year.
5: Well, yeah, because the Masters of Pain is once a year. Nah, no, no, they gotta have
0: another show like that, bro. I, I, got, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm missing out here. I feel like I feel like you guys planned this exactly when you knew I couldn't be there, just so I wouldn't get to enjoy it, Joe. I feel like y'all set me up. No, I'm, okay, I'm
5: telling you, <laughs> I was nervous at first when the death matches started, but then like. Like, as soon as they
0: started, it, I, I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. Like, that sound. We we're all into it. <laughs> when, when the light tubes, when they smash the light tubes and
5: then that makes that freaking pop. Oh, my goodness. It's.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. So, and by the way, John, I know you're on the mend. We do have some clips of Akira uh, and Shane that are going to be going up. Uh, we didn't want to drop them during the show because we weren't supposed to be recording and stuff like that. But, yeah, we're going to be sharing those. With you guys on um, on Wrestle Talk Podcast Media very very soon. Well, Joey, is there anything else in the world of pro wrestling? Any topics? Any any Wrestle Talk Podcast business? Fwcbc yes, business? Anything else none. you want to cover?
5: There was one that, that caught my eye. What, what? Do you know who's been at the uh, Performance Center recently? No. who? Selena Devante. La <laughs>
0: i think my heart just skipped a beat say that
5: yes. again yes <laughs> selena del Vente has been in contact with the wwe and has has so it, it's looking like it they could could actually happen and i was like i was like dude why couldn't they have put her, her in and put her with andrade how good of a combination with that have been her and Andrade
0: yes and some people may not know this but she's actually a better talker than uh, Selena Vega oh, and by, yeah. by a mile and um, Selena Vega is very good on the microphone I don't want to be disrespectful or whatever, because she's very talented I don't know what she's Afia Trinidad or whatever she's going by now yeah bro Um I'm, I'm telling you
5: right now think Selena about it. De
0: La Renta is something else and former Think. guest of the Wrestle Talk Podcast, Think by the way. Think about
5: it. Think about it. They they bring her in. She becomes the manager of a heel Damian
0: Priest. And they're both <laughs> Puerto Rican, my yes. guy. Yes. They're both Puerto Rican. How crazy. Now that's even a better fit, even though Damian Priest can cut a pretty decent promo in his own right. I'm gonna be honest. He, he's he's pretty decent. I mean he yeah. can he can do his own thing. All right, well, with all that said, Nightmare Jones, thank you, Herb. We appreciate it. By the way, let me just say this, Herb, that championship, the St. Louis championship that you guys introduced, is one of the most beautiful championships that I think I've ever seen in my life as a pro wrestling fan. Like, not not, not, not because I know you had a lot to do with it, but just the belt itself. Joe, I know I sent you a picture and was like, bro, what do you think about this? I think we even shared it here on the page uh, on the show last week, dude, that that thing is just extraordinary. Like, talk about keeping pro wrestling alive. And then that, in conjunction with the NWA coming back to the chase, crazy, crazy stuff. But with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, the time has finally arrived for our second featured interview of the evening. And Joey, if it's okay with you, I'll go ahead and uh, and do the introduction. Um, so guys, you know, here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, there there are many, many, many landmark moments. Um. And I, I, we could probably sit and do a whole show on all the landmark moments that we've had here on the uh, on the Wrestle Talk podcast. One that sticks out to me that may not stick out to the fans is the moment that Skywalker Luke Roberts came on to the show mm. as a permanent part of our team. Um, I have to admit, Joe's got a, an incredible skill set. Uh, nobody could replace him. I think when I came on, I brought my skill set and it kind of made me almost irreplaceable. We've added other hosts since. Uh, Shout out to Dick Douglas and Jeremy Carp, who are are very talented in their own right. But again, as far as landmark moments go, when Luke Roberts joined the ranks of the WrestleTalk podcast, we we started to go in a different direction. I'm not going to say that we immediately went from here to here, but the journey of going from here to here began. And he's the one that's kept us on the straight and narrow through that path. He's part of the reason and the inspiration that has kept this show going for 350 episodes. This is part of the reason he's part of the reason that I do these shows, even on my goddamn birthday, which I had every excuse to call off today and not be a part of the show. When you have guys like this working beside you, it holds you accountable and you want to be there and make sure that you show them that you're just as willing to put in the work as they are. So with all that being said, Allow me to introduce a guy that's been contributing to the pro wrestling world in the Midwest and beyond for probably close to 30 years at this point. If I'm adding or taking away uh, years away, Uh, Luke, I'm sure you'll correct me, (laughs) but you've been doing your thing. And I would like to be the first to publicly pronounce that. I think that this gentleman, by the time his career is over, deserves to be either in the St. Louis Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame or in the Midwest Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Because not every Hall of Famer goes in because of their in-ring work. There are commentators, referees, bookers, uh, agents, uh, and so on and so forth that have contributed to this business just as much as the guys and the girls inside the square circle, which, not to take anything away from him, he actually had and, and has done some damage in the ring early on in his career. Sorry for the long introduction, guys, but this guy is absolutely worth it. Once again, returning to the show after a very long hiatus, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Luke
1: Skywalker er...
6: Robert. Well, gentlemen, first of all, I want to say that was a, a phenomenal introduction. That's one of those I, I, I'm really taken aback because uh when <laughs> you sit and you look at the time I've spent in pro wrestling, it's it's been a wonderful ride. And being a part of the Russell Talk podcast for as long as I have, it's really to see things that have gone on over the course of the past few years, especially in the last year. I mean, you talked about it, and we also left one person out when you're talking about the Russell Talk podcast. You also left out Hardcore Host.
0: He's been well, another one of those. That, no, but he's been a pain in my ass all day today. I'm trying to run the boards on short notice. And he said, this is what happens when Hardcore Hoss is not on the show. You still want me to put him over? Are you serious right now?
6: <laughs> well, well, all, all kidding aside, though, I mean, again, the Russell Talk Podcast has been a staple in professional wrestling. Again, first of all, congratulations, 350 episodes. I was going back and looking not just in wrestling podcasts but in television and seeing programs that have gone 350 episodes. There's not a lot of shows that can hold that kind of a, a reputation and the WrestleTalk podcast has done that. And, and again, to follow Judge Chipster and again, making a point this coming weekend, ACW out in St. Clair. I personally, in all my, all my question 34, 35 years in pro wrestling, I've never seen a shark cage match before. <laughs> and that's one of those to sit there and look at. But, but guys, I got to tell you right now, it's an honor and a privilege. I was talking to Renee uh, just a few days ago, and I know i talked with Joe about this. Right now, it's been almost a year since I've had the opportunity to be on a microphone. And to be here tonight as a part of episode 350, a very special episode of the WrestleTalk Podcast.
0: It's great to be here, gentlemen. Well, by the way, it's been two years since you were a featured guest on the show. You've come in during high spots and here and there, but like as a featured guest, it's been like two years. It's kind of crazy. I know, and like I said, it's one of those
6: things when you sit and you look at pro wrestling, that's one of the things that I've always loved about pro wrestling. It doesn't matter whether it's been 15 minutes or it's been 30 years. The pro wrestling uh, profession, the pro wrestling sport, and a lot of people say it's sports entertainment. I consider pro wrestling still to be a sport. And when you look at it and you see the things that are going on, uh, whether you're talking about um, and, again, I want to give a shout-out to all the great uh, men and women over at IWA East Coast, the Zero-G Tournament, uh, Girl Fight Wrestling, the Masters of Pain. That was a phenomenal weekend of professional wrestling action. And I, I'll be honest. I'm envious of going and, and, and Big Hoss for being able to go to that event, of those events and experience uh, that great three days of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, I got to tell you right now, pro wrestling, with everything that's been going on, pro wrestling really has – I mean, it's it's really starting to take off now. And it's really Come back, baby. How things are, are kind of getting back into the swing of things. I know Dynamo Pro just had the opportunity to uh, have our first event back, and hopefully in the next couple days uh, we're going to be able to make some major announcements. Make sure to keep a tab on social media because there's going to be a lot of big announcements coming from Dynamo Pro regarding the rest of 2021. But Dynamo Pro is not just – the only wrestling game right now. There's a lot of things to talk about in pro wrestling. And guys, Well, we'll get into it. That's what the, that's what the Russell talk podcast is about. Talking about wrestling all across the globe. And you guys for 350, uh, 350 episodes have been bringing it to the fans each and every week.
0: All right. Well, I'll let Joe lead here, but I did have one quick question for you. Um, did you hear the Pondo drop? I heard that. I was listening just a <laughs> few minutes ago. I don't
6: know what it is, Renee. It just seems like every time we get an opportunity to have an interview, it seems like, Somebody is gonna, like you said, is gonna pick on somebody, and I think Pondo is kind of, kind of taking uh, his opportunity to, to poke a jab at you. But I gotta tell you one thing, and we were talking about it. Um, I know Joe was talking about the idea. Man had a serious injury, and he's, I believe, just a few short weeks from coming back. I would not want to be standing across the ring from Madman Pondo. That man yes. and anyway, scares me as to how far he'll go inside the squared circle and he's bar none, one of one of the, the best wrestlers that I've had an opportunity to see. I mean he, he's a he's a hardcore wrestler. He some people might call him a deathmatch wrestler. But when it comes down to it, he can he can pretty much go any style. It just he prefers to wrestle more of a hardcore style.
5: But do you know what the coolest thing about this whole weekend was I finally got to meet John Cosper, <laughs> finally got to meet the man behind the books, and such a great guy! Such a great guy! I, I was able to get my Pondo book, and he signed it for me. And such a great guy! He's got a lot of good things coming. I asked him, I, I said, uh, I said, so uh, John, when are you gonna write a book about Deathmatch Wrestling? And he's like, Well, that's not really my forte. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Poor John, <laughs> put him well, on the spot, bro. Oh. Well, Jonesy, I got to tell you right
6: now, um, I had an opportunity to talk to, to to Mr. Cosper as well, and that's one of the things. If you haven't had an opportunity to to catch up on some of the books that John Cosper has written, uh, you've got books like uh, Bluegrass Brawlers. You've got books like uh, Louisville's Greatest Show. Yeah, he's, he's been on the show. You talk about Madman Pondo. You talk about um, Chris Candido. I've got a couple
0: component. of them here.
6: Yeah, and when you when you sit there and look at it, John Cosper is genuinely one of the one of the greatest guys. And I'm gonna tell you, that's one of the things I've really grown to love about the Russell Talk Podcast is the fact that the Russell Talk Podcast brings you not just the best inside the ring as far as competitors. And and Renee, you were right on point. Referees, announcers, writers restaurant owners. I mean, that's one of the things when you sit there and look at it, everything that's, that revolves around professional wrestling, whether it's at your local levels, all the way up to promotions like the WWE and impact wrestling and ROH and new Japan and all these other great promotions, the wrestle talk podcast brings you a little bit of everything. And Jonesy, I got to tell you, I'm kind of envious in the idea that you got to uh, sit down and talk with John Cosper one-on-one in Mm -hmm. person at this past weekend, I mean, it had to be a great conversation. It was, it was. He was a very, very, very
5: nice, nice, nice man. Like I said, the whole week, it was absolutely amazing. But enough about Nightmare Jones, this is about Luke Roberts. So what has Luke Roberts been doing since this whole coronavirus? How did you keep yourself busy and not go insane without having
6: wrestling? Well, well, Jones, I got to tell you right now, It was almost a year, Um, actually, to be honest with you, a little more than a year. It was just about a year. I had an opportunity to be on a local program here in St. Louis uh, to talk about Dynamo Pro Wrestling. But it's almost a year to the date that I had the opportunity to be on a microphone. And I got to tell you, I had a a lot of time on my hands. I mean, I got to do a lot of great things working with Dynamo Pro Wrestling, working with the website, trying to keep things up to date on social media. Uh, working with the Russell talk podcast uh, did get some, some good reading in. Uh, got a lot of books that uh, one of the things is, is wrestling is not just a, what you see on the camera. I'm my, my wife will tell you, I'm very much into all aspects of wrestling. I've read several books. Uh, had many great conversations with a lot of great people. Uh, people like uh, Jeff Manning, uh, guys like uh, Matt Robles, um, Richter McGough, um, Brian Blair, a lot of uh, Herb This was another one had a lot of great conversations, but I got to tell you, the biggest thing that I really took from other than learning more about the sport of pro wrestling was really getting to spend time with my wife. And I've, I've spent a lot of time as Renee was talking about, I spent the better part of three decades being around professional wrestling. And I've really took the time to, to spend with my wife and, really just spend some time with her i mean she's she's always seeing me out and renee uh joe you know firsthand that pro wrestling when you get involved it becomes a part of your life and for her to be able to uh just be able to spend the time with her and kind of not only look at pro wrestling but also the idea of just kind of evaluating what the future is going to hold was probably the biggest thing. But guys, I got to tell you, I was just like a lot of people, a lot of members of the wrestle talk family. I was still watching your wrestlings. I was watching them every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every Friday. I mean, it was one of those, I very much followed pro wrestling, but like I said, between wrestling and spending time with my family, it was, it was a long time, but now we're back and things are going in,
5: in a positive direction. Absolutely. So I just have one more question, and then we we, we can throw it back to Renee. You said that that there's going to be a lot of big announcements coming for Dynamo Pro. Hopefully one of those announcements is that the snitch is finally going to get his title shot. Well, you know, Jonesy,
6: seriously, a lot of people have been asking questions. I mean, at the last event at Crazed Intentions, uh, you got to see yet again uh, Mr. Extraordinary Benjamin Trust really Mm -hmm. start to – make an impact in in Dynamo Pro, uh, survived the Keon Option Memorial Rumble to get a shot at the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion, Lights Out Adrian Surge. You got the Arch City Mercenaries. You've got Camaro Jackson. uh, You've got a lot of great wrestlers who are going to be now able to have the opportunity to get back inside the squared circle. And I'm going to tell you, the snitch, that's one of the things I got to look at is the snitch really hasn't been too much on my radar but that's the that's the that's the the mode of the snitch he waits in the shadows he kind of lurks and like I said when we hear from the snitch again It's going to be something I think he's going to make a huge statement. And it's one of those I think he was just waiting for his time. Okay, you know what? Enough of this. We're not we're not
0: spending any more Luke Roberts time talking about the snitch. okay? come on, man. What the hell is wrong with you, Joe? Come on. Seriously, we haven't had Luke Roberts on the show for two years. You ask him about the snitch.
5: Absolutely.
0: Let it die already, man. Jeez Louise. All right. Well, can can I can I go now?
5: Go right ahead, sir.
0: Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. We're gonna get serious here. So, to the best of your ability, and we know COVID, but to the best of your ability, uh, Skywalker, tell us what has kept you away for all this time. Because uh, I know there are very few things in this world that could ever keep you away from your, your baby, your passion, your love, professional wrestling, As as best as you can. Obviously you know OSHA, so you don't have to disclose anything specific. But um but what was it that kept you away from, from us, from wrestling, from all the things that you love to do? It, it it must have been something serious, I assume.
6: Well, Renee, one of the things and we and we talked about it earlier is the fact that COVID has been not just life changing, but world changing. I mean, nobody would have expected to see what's happened in the course of the past fifteen months. And, um, when it comes down to it, um, I, I feel very fortunate in the things that I've done, not just in my career inside the squared circle, but as Renee and Joe, I've talked with you countless times. Um, I make it a point to really diversify myself. Uh, a lot of things, um, I try to be as knowledgeable as I can on a lot of topics. And one of the biggest things that I look at was making sure that just like it was said is to take care of family and, when I look at it, uh, a lot of the things that have been going on over the course of the past year has really made me reflect. Not just here in my own home, I've had a lot of a lot of reflection time. I've had some some other family health issues that have kind of popped up as well. And when it comes down to it, I mean, I I'm, I'm very thankful for each and every day that I get to do what I do. I mean, it's been in the case of pro wrestling, I've been around it since I was 10 years old. And it's, it's not something that's just going to go away. It's one of those things. And, and Renee, you've had the opportunity to, to, to see what's in, in Luke Roberts' office. When, when I have to get that time to get away and kind of have some time for myself, whether it's, whether it's, DVDs, or it's wrestling VHS tapes, and yes, there are v- there are VCRs that still work. <laughs> um, but that and um, things like um, I, one of the things I'm very proud of is the fact that I've been collecting championship belts. I, I see it back in in background there with Nightmare Jones. He's got that AEW heavyweight title. Looks like a WWE championship. You know well. what he doesn't
0: have up? You know you know what he doesn't have up? That freaking Undertaker belt. That's what he doesn't have up. That thing is better. I know they came out with, like, a better, bigger one or whatever, but I like the one you have, Joe. Didn't it come, like, in a casket or something like
5: it, that? It did, and and I, I actually no, no longer have that belt.
0: What the hell did you do?
5: I, uh... You know, when, when, when you collect belts, you always see new belts You lost it stuff. in a bed, didn't no, you? No, you always see new belts and stuff, so I... Was able to uh, work out a deal with a young man, and he ended up buying my Undertaker belt. And I'm going to use this money to to buy another belt that I like. I really want the IWGP uh, Heavyweight Championship. Not the newest one, but the older one.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, great great segue, because (laughs) as much as we, we love the personal stuff, and we'll get back into that here in a minute... You're one of the few guys that actually really gets into um, New Japan. Um, I know that you helped inspire me, Joe. Thank you, by the way, for the access, um, <laughs> so that I could so that I could get caught up on New Japan stuff. So Shingo defeating Okada for the IWGP, the new IWGP Heavyweight Championship, World Heavyweight Championship. What were your thoughts on that? Because I love the fact that they gave it to the OG just like AEW's giving it up to their OGs or whatever. We had this conversation last week. I'm sure you uh, you watched the show. Uh, how did you feel about Shingo taking the championship from Okada?
6: Well, I'm going to back this discussion up just a little bit. Okay. And the idea of talking about Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay. Oh,
1: really, yes. Hit,
6: really? Hit, 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 really hit White. Me, yeah, is the idea. And, and you, you hit another point right there, Renee. To me, Will Ospreay and Jay White very well are, are wrestlers that are going to be in that main event picture.
0: They're in the future, bro, Japan, for New Japan for, for, for a long time. Exactly. Yeah.
6: But the idea of where when Will Ospreay goes down with an injury, and, and I'll tell you, being being a former in-ring competitor and being around as long as I have, you don't want to see any wrestler go down with an injury. But the idea of where you're putting on paper, when they said Okada versus Shingo for the World Championship, the new IWGP, what are they called? The World Heavyweight Championship? World Heavyweight
0: Championship, yeah.
6: I, I I'm not going to fidget. I thought it was it was Okada all the way. What do you think uh, about the match? The match was what I would expect from a match of Okada. I really think that Chingo brought his A game, and to yeah. see Chingo become the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, while it was a little bit surprising to me, he definitely has earned. That recognition. He's gone out there and he delivers every time he brings it in the ring. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what Shingo is going to bring forward as we keep going in 2020. Bro, they need to put him against
0: Suzuki, bro, and they need to put the strap on Suzuki, bro. That's mm. what
6: I want to see, bro. Ooh, that's that's one of those where Minoru Suzuki is another one of those wrestlers.
0: Crazy son, bitch, bro. You you, you, you guys don't... ever seen the one with him and Moxley? Joe, you ever seen uh, Minoru Suzuki versus John Moxley, bro? For I don't even think it was a title match. No, no, it was. It was uh when when Moxley had the intercontinental, if I'm not mistaken, but you can you can correct me if I'm wrong.
5: Yes. Or the US. Sorry, the US. Oh my goodness. That man <laughs> I love this guy. I love that guy. He is like uh He's so awesome. He's a
0: badass, <laughs> especially you coming Death Deathmatch Wrestling Weekend, my guy. That was probably right up your alley, Jody. Uh, it,
5: it, it, <laughs> most definitely, it most definitely was. I call that man the world's most sufferable man because he's so angry all the time.
6: <laughs> Joe, that's one of the things you get to look at. From what I've read and from what I've watched, that's not just a thing over a few weeks. That's been him pretty much the bulk of his career. Right? He's been so out there. He never... It, when he smiles, you know he's got bad intentions.
5: Right? And, and the worst part about it is that that he can legit kick your ass. He's like, he's been MMA trained. He's, he can legit kick your ass. You know ass. he
0: reminds me of? He reminds me of like a Japanese Zagat. You remember Zagat from uh, Street Fighter? <laughs> yeah? All right, so <laughs> next question. I'm going to hit you with a lot of stuff, uh, Skywalker, so stay with me. So Retromania. Uh, you know, we were lucky enough to get the Retro Mania, like the the, the man who had the, the the brainchild that is now Retro Mania, bro. We were there right in the beginning. He was just a couple of months into development. The, the game is out now. What do you think, man? Talk to us a little bit about like like retro gaming, kind of. And I know you're a big wrestling gaming fan, which is its own mm-hmm. genre. What do you think, man? Are you digging it? Are you feeling it? How, how are you feeling? Because I I thought it was cool that we got we got in on the front of that whole deal, and now it's like all the rage. Everybody seems to love it.
6: Well, Renee, I got to tell you, as much as I follow the Russell Talk podcast, I'm very active with with the program. I haven't got a chance to play it live yet, and that's one of the things on my list to do. You talk about it, though. I mean, I've seen. Looks the amazing. Screenshots. I've seen the, the the videos. It's amazing, Joe. What's what? Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa! Somebody just, Joe, you just point at yourself. What? what? Did you play it? I've got it. I've got it on my my switch. I've got it on my uh, oh. Xbox
1: One.
6: <laughs> and, and and like I said, it's one of those where Joe doesn't give us the information until now. Hey,
0: so but- I'm not gonna make Joe mad because he shares his uh, his new Japan with me. So I'm just gonna stay quiet over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can
6: tell you. I can tell you right now, though, gentlemen. I mean, again, not only is it a great game, and if you get haven't had the opportunity to pick it up yet, definitely pick it up. Just like Jonesy has, you got to look at it too. One of the things that really stands out to me, Warhorse. Horse. Yeah. War Horse dude, is yeah. And I got to tell you, for a, a man who saw Warhorse the very beginning of his career to now and seeing him being immortalized in a video game, that's got to be one of the coolest things that you can say in your career. Not just the fact he's traveled the world. He's been a long-time uh, champion. But it's just the idea of where you can say, for as long as it is, as long as you can get that game, you can see your own likeness in a video game. That's got to be a, definitely cool. And again, it was awesome that we had the opportunity to have them right here on the Russell Podcast, gentlemen. I got to tell you, in the last last year, some of the guests that we have brought on this program, I mean, it's just amazing at the, the wrestlers, men and women from across the country, across even if you talk about it across the globe, we've had wrestlers from we've had wrestlers from Mexico, we've had wrestlers states, from Canada, at the very least, we've had wrestlers from uh, from China that have been on the program. That's one of the things that I have to say has really been kind of driving me forward as we've gone through this pandemic. And now as we go forward is the idea that the WrestleTop Podcast keeps bringing the best guest every week.
0: Damn right. All right. Next question. Trevor Murdoch gets an opportunity to compete for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Looks like that story is going to keep going. How big is that, do you think, for Midwest wrestling for Trevor Murdoch to have that opportunity or have had that opportunity?
6: Well, I got to tell you right now, Renee, Trevor Murdoch is a great wrestler. He has a, a very strong tie here to the Greater St. Louis um, by state area. Uh, had an opportunity very early in his career to see him compete long before the WWE, long before the NWA. Had a lot of time to see Trevor Murdoch develop inside the ring, and I got to tell you right now, watching and seeing what Nick Aldis, I think Nick Aldis is genuinely scared. Of Trevor Murdoch
1: because oh,
6: oh,
0: big guy yeah he
6: brings a lot of he brings a lot of experience to ring and while Nick Aldis is the national treasure to me I think right now Trevor Murdoch has the skills the knowledge and the ability to win the NWA World title.
0: Ooh, would that be something else? Joey, whatever you want to jump in here, let me know, bro, because I could go forever here. Because I got a lot of questions. So next one. And then you want if you want to jump in, you can jump back in. Next question. The news that shook the Midwest to its foundation. We heard it just last week. The N.W.A. returns to the chase. Now, I'm not even a St. Louis guy, but I got goosebumps just thinking about how that like sends shockwaves through the rest of the Midwest from Chicago to Kansas city, all the way to Topeka and maybe even to to Denver, Colorado. How are you feeling? Did this now just gotta be, you you probably went from a 10 to a 1000 here. How did you feel in that moment when you heard that the NWA is coming back to the chase?
6: Renee, i gotta, I got to say you were wrong. You said from 10 to 100, I'd say 10 to a million.
1: <laughs>
6: it's <laughs> yeah, when fair. You look, right. when you look at When you look at the National Wrestling Alliance, you look at the history of that world championship dating back into the 1940s and all the wrestlers who had held that championship. And it's not going to be just a one-day event either. From my understanding, it's supposed to be like a four-day event here in the greater St. Louis area. It's going to be one of those where you're going to get an opportunity. A lot of wrestling fans really didn't – have that connection with the NWA most contemporary fans until you see things like All In and NWA Power comes along. And I got to tell you right now, the idea that in late August the NWA makes its long-awaited return to the St. Louis area, it's going to be a great experience. Um, like I said, I know for a fact the Russell Talk podcast has been hard at work already talking with some uh, officials from the NWA. Again, I kind of got kind of a little a little bit of information out there, but I know that they've been talking with the NWA about hopefully being able to get some exclusive interviews right here on the Russell Talk podcast from the NWA. But I mean, again, it's one of those where when you sit there and look at it, I'll tell you, a lot of people say, "Oh, well, well, Luke, he's just he's just talking a good game." If you go and you look into my office, two things that I have in my office, I consider the most prized possessions in my collection. I got a lot of stuff from thirty plus years i have on one of my bookshelves i have a um nwa world television championship back from the days of the uh the 80s with with the the black red and silver championship i also have a uh, old nwa us championship belt in my collection and the idea of seeing that and, and jonesy you're talking about that aew belt and all the autographs you've gotten That's one of those where, I mean, to me, the NWA, that's what I grew up on. That's what we all grew up on for the most part. It was either that or the WWF. And when to to, to say that the St. Louis scene is going to get to see the NWA again, um, I'm going to tell you right now, it's definitely going to be cool later this summer. And if you're anywhere in, in the Midwest, uh, you need to make sure you get to St. Louis. You need to check out the NWA. You need to check out all of your local professional wrestling as well, because wrestling is coming back with a huge surge. And I'm going to tell you right now, having the opportunity earlier tonight, looking at stuff like what what's going on with Impact and AEW and NXT, there's a lot of great things coming on, a lot of new faces that are, people are going to be seeing. I think wrestling's really going to
0: take an upswing. No doubt. Jonesy, jump back in here, baby. What you got?
5: Yeah, you know, just the uh, uh, latest uh, Dynamo Po uh, uh, Dynamo show. Man, what a freaking show. You had you had Sadie Blaze against. Ms. Man, what a freaking. Can you explain that match?
0: Well, yeah, shout I'm out to Adrian, Adrian Surge, by the way. We love Adrian Surge, recent guest of the show. Just want to <laughs> shout him out
5: there. Well, well
0: I can, can tell right know. now the whole deal with, with Mikazi
6: and Sadie Blaze. That's had more twists and turns and things that have left. Joe me couldn't pronounce Mikaze.
0: It's okay, Joe. That's a hard name. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. But it's, right. Yeah. But it's one of
6: those, when you look at it, gentlemen, I mean, Makazi or whoever was behind the, the mask of Mikaze, when Sadie Blaze lost to Lights Out Adrian Surge and he took off that mask and he said, I'm done. I've known, I've known this man for a long time. And when he took off that mask, I thought that was it. I really did but somebody having the 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 just the the i can't even put it into words to take his mask to take his likeness and taunt him with it that's just something
1: you well, don't I, do. I,
0: by by the way let me jump in here and say like from a latino heritage being mexican myself that removing the mask thing it, it always it it always feels weird to me now i'm not always going to say that it's always disrespectful but like, like Like, I see Andrade come out, he comes out with the mask, and then, like, he takes it off. Uh, The NXT guys, uh, Los Santos, or the Santo, Escobar Santos, they come Mm -hmm. out in the mask, and they take it off. So I always kind of feel some type of way. So I know it's probably the same with a guy like Mikaze, even though he's not necessarily a luchador. Am I I right about that?
6: Well, it's one of those where when you look at at, it, if you look at it, that's been him. It's one of those, when you get into professional wrestling, there's a lot of times when, if you're under a mask, Whether you're talking about Lucha Libre or you're talking about uh, any wrestler who wrestles under a mask. Over the course of time, that becomes a part of you. And for him to not only remove it and be respectful about it, that's one thing. But to have somebody steal what you've built, it's not just a matter of stealing the identity. But he was going with the idea that the, the gentleman behind the mask is going to try to tarnish his legacy. I mean, that's that's the ultimate show of disrespect. And I'll tell you, at Crazed Intentions, I think Sadie Blaze got his his just due. But I'm going to tell you, when we come back Dynamo Pro in the weeks to come, that's one of the biggest questions to me, not just as media relations director, not just as a member of Dynamo Pro Wrestling, but as a fan. Because when you sit down and you look at it, this man who's been hiding for so long in the shadows under the mask of Mikazi, how far is this guy going to go? What is he? What level is he going to stoop to if he's going to take the try to take the legacy
0: of Mikazi?
6: What else is he going to do?
0: Only time will tell, Joey. What else you got for Luke Skywalker Roberts, bro? Man, it's just it's really really glad to have
5: you you back on. So I mean, you and I have had some multiple <laughs> wrestler Talk shows, like like we we uh, tugboat. Marty Maud, Bell uh you were there the first time that that we interviewed uh, madman pondo out of all the times that that you've helped host the rest talk podcast who has been your favorite interview
0: well Jones yeah um, I gotta, be there's... prepared for the politically correct answer right here I don't think he's <laughs> oh, I don't no. think he's gonna give us a name I don't I don't <laughs> I'm not seeing it
6: I'm gonna tell you right now I gotta say that there's not a way to give one and allow me to explain. Okay, when okay. At, when no, when you look at wrestlers like we've had the Tokyo Monster Kahagas,
0: who's been favorite,
6: <laughs> we, we've had the opportunity to have B Brian Blair, a man that I grew up watching now, president of the Cauliflower Alley Club. When you get wrestlers, uh, like lights Out Adrian Serge, a man who's who has no problem coming out here and just kind of talking about what's on his mind. But, I mean, when you talk about all these wrestlers and seeing a lot of the, a lot of the wrestlers, too, having the opportunity to have uh, <clears throat> wrestlers on the program who are now at that main event level. And, again, what, what we were talking about before, too, you're talking about Akira and winning the uh, Masters of Pain tournament. Jake Chris, another one on the program. And I believe it's, what, five weeks later, maybe a little less than that, he wins the Zero-G tournament. I mean, that's one of the things I, I would have to say. There have been way too many of them. And Jonesy, if you would have given me a little bit of advance warning, I could have. Can I, I add one? one. Can, can I add one
0: name? Go ahead. So, Cameron Brene not only has appeared on the show twice, also was a featured guest at one of our Wrestle Talk podcast watch parties. And she recently made her NXT debut. Yes, we did just brush off the shoulders. Shout out to my family over at KCXW for that one. That's big. We're super proud. Oh, not to mention the Regal Twins. Who have been on the show multiple times, also are now working on a regular basis for New Japan Wrestling USA.
6: And, and Renee, that's one of the things there. When you talk about it, you talk about Russell. Talk. There have been so many great interviews and such a great time it's had. But guys, I'm I'm gonna I, I talked with Renee about this earlier, and it's been in the back of my head now for about 25 minutes before we go to the special 350th episode. Of the game show challenge, can I can I share the little piece of information that we've been talking about for the last several weeks to the listeners and the and the
0: Russell Talk family? Can I have
5: that? Can I have that privilege? Absolutely, go right ahead. So the floor is yours. Yeah, uh, man, I want to
0: hear what's up. What do you got up your sleeve this time, uh, Skywalker?
6: <laughs> well, I know for a fact a lot of the the listeners of the Russell Talk podcast, the Russell Talk family, gave some very positive reviews to the first ever Russell Madness event. Talking about the greatest wrestler of the of, of the times. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. We listen to our listeners each and every week. We listen to our family, and um, I can officially announce right now on episode 350, and hopefully we can hear some lot of, a lot of uh, messages here popping onto the live feed in just a few moments. That on Tuesday night, July 6th, the Wrestle Talk podcast is going to have the opportunity. To present to the listeners of the Wrestle Talk Podcast, Wrestle Madness Two. Now you're going to sit there and say, "Well, Luke, what can you do to follow Wrestle Madness One?" And we listened to the uh, we listened to a lot of our listeners, a lot of our family, and on Tuesday night, uh, July sixth, it will be Wrestle Madness Two, the greatest tag team in professional wrestling history. I can tell you right now, as it stands,
0: we've easy. talked with a
6: lot of... I'm very
0: upset. I'm are, very upset by this. I'm, I'm this, not happy at all. It,
5: this is very, cool. very easy. What? I
0: mean. Oh, the controversy begins. What, what are you talking about, Jonesy? What do you mean it's easy?
5: Everybody knows that the greatest tag team to ever be in professional wrestling is Demolition. Everybody knows this.
0: What are you talking about, bro? They're not even in my top five.
5: You're dead to me. No, you're dead to me. Don't you disagree
6: with me, damn it. You are well, dead to me. Well, I'll gentlemen, you while, while you guys are going to have your discussion, this right here is showing why Russell Madness 2 is going to be such a huge discussion on
0: Tuesday. No, July. I, no hold on. No, no. no we, I, I want to say why I'm, I'm mad. Joe thinks this is easy. I'm upset because I know somebody – is going to be left out in the cold. There's going to be at least a few tag teams that I know I'm going to be like, "How the hell did they not make this list?" So I I I'm, I'm already kind of hedging my bet a little bit by saying that there's no way and I don't know how many teams are in, in the bracket that you could capture every tag How many teams are we talking about here, Skywalker? Cuz I mean, <laughs> dude, there's a lot of great tag teams in pro wrestling history. Let's 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 be clear here.
6: Well, I'm going to tell you right now, the, the, the Wrestle, uh, Wrestle Madness 2 committee has been working hard for about the last six weeks. And I want to give a shout out to them for all the hard work they put together. When we had the initial pool of wrestlers and wrestling tag teams, we had over 60 teams. Ranging from approximately the 19, I think the, the oldest team that we could document was back in the 40s, all the way to 2021. And when we have Wrestle Madness... Wrestle Madness 2 on Tuesday, July 6th, we're going to have the opportunity to see 32 of the best teams in pro wrestling history. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to have in the upcoming days, we're going to have the opportunity to share those teams with you. And I'm going to tell you, like you said, I think this one, Renee, there's going to be some teams that a lot of the listeners of the WrestleTop podcast make, why isn't so-and-so in the tournament? To give you the idea, the committee had a lot of great members, uh, I was actually talking to the committee uh, just a couple days ago and we have members of the committee ranging in age from 22, 23 years old, all the way up into their late sixties and early seventies. There's a very wide variety of professional wrestling knowledge and expertise. And I will tell you on the 6th of July, Russell madness 2, We're going to have, I know nightmare Jones is going to be there night owl. You're going to be there. The maestro Jeremy Carp's going to be there. Uh, I know Haas uh, is going to be in there. It's going to be a show definitely to make it a point to watch because it's going to be one of, the, one of the best shows that we've had. We've had a lot of great shows in 2021, but it's going to be a real great show as we embark on the second half. Of the
0: <laughs> look at this Look at this comment. <laughs> if RK bro isn't in this tournament, we riot. See, Rooney, you're coming in and you're still in my heat because I was going to say <laughs> if Los Matadores and Torito – are not in this tournament. I'm gonna riot, and I'm probably gonna throw something right at Nightmare Jones's head. And it's a big old head. Look at that thing. <laughs> right. You gotta remember. You gotta
6: remember. You gotta you gotta save all this energy for Wrestle Madness too. Oh,
0: bro, it, it's night out. I got unlimited energy. You already know that. <laughs> uh, well, well you- listen. I know we got to get into the game show challenge. I want one last question each, Jonesy, for Skywalker. I know we're going over on time, but this is more than worth it. One last final question for Luke Skywalker Roberts before we close out this historic, like I said, I promised you guys, a historic episode of the Talk podcast, and I think we have delivered, and we ain't done yet, folks. So, Jonesy, what's, what last question or comment do you have for Skywalker? Uh, the mute button, buddy.
5: My next question, my last question for, for Luke is this. What's next? What's next for Luke Roberts?
1: Ooh. Wow,
6: Jonesy, you definitely had to make sure that was the last one for, for, for you for the night. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, there's been a lot of things being reflective. Um, I've looked at a lot of great things. i am um, be honest with you. One of the things I've really considered, and, and again, it's just been something that's been discussed is the idea of maybe it's time for, for Luke to finally have that opportunity to kind of start having some more exclusive content, some more um, in-depth interviews. That's one of the things with the Top Podcast. We always make it a point to bring the best in professional wrestling. But one of the things I look at is the idea of, with all the years of experience, with all the travel, with all of the things that have gone on, I've, I've looked at the idea of, podcasting i've looked at the idea of um actually i've been in contact with a couple companies about the idea of possibly somewhere down the road writing a book it's one of the things i I always i always wondered would i ever have enough to tell about the the stories of the road and the idea of talking about professional wrestling uh i really get like people like john cosper and um uh several others that I've, i've had the opportunity to not only from readings, but uh, people like Chris Borne and others who've put documentaries and things together. Shout
0: out to Amazon Prime right now. If you guys haven't checked that out, you're tripping. And and I got to tell you right now, the biggest
6: thing right now, and I got to say it's on the horizon for me, and it's going to sound silly, but it's the truth, is being able to get back to a place that I call home, and that's inside the squared circle. And I got to tell you right now, I've already managed to reach one goal, what's next to Luke Roberts, and that's to finally be
0: able to be back home on the Wrestle Talk Podcast.
1: Ooh!
0: Joey, what do you think about that, man? That's a solid answer to a great question.
5: Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Very, very solid answer. Ivan oh, Rene, what's your
0: final question, sir? All right. Well, <laughs> my final <laughs> questions. Uh, I'm going to keep it lighthearted since I hit you with the hard question earlier. Um, you talk about in-ring. You talk about, you know, kind of putting the appropriate button On a certain portion of your career. So I got to ask this. And, And please somebody do me a favor. And tag these gentlemen. Because I think they need to be a part of this. When is the fatal four way happening? And when I say fatal four way. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about big sexy Chris Rodell. Versus Luke Skywalker Roberts. Versus Dr. Drew Abbenhaus. Versus. Ben Simon when oh when will I get the dream match of a lifetime and get you four nerds in the ring at the same time to have the greatest botch fest in professional wrestling history I want to see it I'm desperate I will I will re kick up one of my promotions just to have this match bro you don't understand I am dying to see this. Well, Renee, first of all, I got to tell you right
6: now, um, over the course of the past few months, the idea of getting in a ring, uh, I'm not going to fib. It's been one of those things that's been in the back of my brain. Do I do I finally make it a point to get back from out from behind the microphone and, and back from being in the stripes? But, you know, I got to tell you right now, all four of those men bring a lot of, of great skills. I mean, I got to tell you. I, I have nothing but the utmost in respect for all four of them. Uh, Rodell, I've known now for the better part of 25 years. When I first started getting in pro wrestling, Rodell was actually uh, as a referee and as an announcer. Um, Dr. Drew is a man I have a ton of respect for, uh, a, real, a real free spirit. And he's one of those that really <coughs> likes to enjoy life. He enjoys the opportunity of, of spending time and really learning about pro wrestling. Uh, and being very involved. Ben Simon, what what can you say about Ben Simon? He's really a, a great guy. A very Somebody tag Ben
0: guy. Simon, please.
6: Like <laughs> well, I gotta tell you right now, the biggest thing is we just got to make sure that when it comes down to it, that all these men get the opportunity to bring the wrestlers back to the ring. That's one of the big things right now. We're yeah. getting to a point where everything's going. And we're now getting to where professional wrestling is getting back in the ring. And I got to tell you, when you talk about pro wrestling, whether it's announcers, referees, timekeepers, and the wrestlers themselves, this is – it's been a long time coming, but now pro wrestling is on its way back, and it's going to be great. Not just here in St. Louis, but if you're on the West Coast, the East Coast, you're in in the northern part of the country, if you're in Canada, if you're in Mexico, you're in Japan, you're in Europe – support your professional wrestling because without the fans, professional wrestling, pardon me, professional wrestling does not continue moving forward. I'm going to tell you, it's been a long time since we've had pro wrestling. And again, I got to say on behalf of wrestling in general, thank you, especially to the wrestle top podcast. There's a lot of, a lot of groups that it was tough, but the Russell top podcast always kept bringing new interviews, new people to the, to the forefront. And, and gentlemen i got to tell you right now we may not necessarily get that match in the foreseeable future but i know
0: <laughs> <laughs> better, better now than later bro cuz if somebody's going to bust a hip so <laughs> <laughs> oh, i don't
6: i don't know, I don't know if we're going to i think that's probably a good a good hold point for now but you know what, gentlemen i got to tell you i know we're getting close to the end of the show we are one of the things that we got to put out there is simple and i was talking to the maestro earlier today if we're going to have episode 350, we're going to have the opportunity to celebrate Renee's birthday. And also Renee, just to let you know too, happy birthday to the night out. And just so I, I made sure it's there, I also want to give a shout out to my good friend uh, and my boss, uh, Evil Jim.
1: Uh, Evil Jim. Birthday. That's it, right.
6: Evil, Evil Jim having a birthday today as well. Um, I got to tell you right now, um I don't think Russell talk would be complete, especially with episode three fifty.
0: Yo, shout out real quick though. Shout out to uh, IWA East coast that just popped in here to give us some love, man. Thank you guys for being the best hosts. We enjoyed uh, supporting you guys, sponsoring you guys. Uh, Joey real quick, man. IWA East coast just popped in. I know you were just reading that message. Thank you for letting me know, bro. Yeah. Give them a shout out dog. Cause you were there real quick before we uh, move man, on to the closest segment.
5: Fat ton was absolutely amazing. Madman Pondo was absolutely amazing. They welcomed. Oh yeah! By the us. way,
0: Madman Pondo, right back at you, you, you dick.
5: <laughs> they, they welcomed us with with uh, with open arms. I, I think that Fat Tom pretty much uh uh was just he, he probably lost a lot of weight this weekend just with the walking back and forth and back oh, and forth yeah. and back and forth. But then I'm sure he probably show. Uh, picked it back up with all the. Uh, Uh, Deathmatch Dogs, anybody? The Deathmatch
0: Dogs, bro. See, I'm so salty (laughs) I had to miss out on that shit, bro. Man, shout out to IWA, man. Keep killing it. You guys got some incredible talent. And and again, Shane Mercer killed the IWA show and then showed up on AEW tonight. I mean, come on. Chico, you already know how we do. We do things like that right here on the WrestleTalk Podcast. You already know. There's nothing you could do that the WrestleTalk Podcast has not already done. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm
6: I'm going to tell you right now. It would not be a complete Russell Talk podcast episode without the game show challenge. And gentlemen, I'm going to tell you, after talking with the maestro, we both agreed there's something special that has to be done for tonight. Okay. What? And we, we won't, I, I think we've only done this one other time. Is In it a the top of the game challenge? It is, it, is good, it, it is going to be a game show challenge for the history books. Um, but right now, tonight, we are going to have a very special... Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge between Nightmare Jones and the Night Out. I gotta, I gotta ask you, gentlemen,
0: are you ready for this? Wow, wow. Okay. Well, I want to put you in between us right now because if we're going to be beefing, then I need you between us. Okay. Because Nightmare Jones, you got rabies. I see you've been foaming at the mouth all night. That's right. Foaming. Just cut away from me. And you know what? Believe it or not, we actually do have music for this. So let's go ahead and hit it real quick. And let's do our introduction to tonight's edition. Actually, you know what you do? Do your damn job, Skywalker. Do the intro so I can hit the music, please. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's
6: time once again for everybody's favorite game show, the world-famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Can we go ahead and hit that music and get this show on the road?
0: Let's do it. Game show music coming right up. <laughs>
6: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this historic 350th episode of the Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best three out of five falls, not two out of three tonight.
1: Oh here boy, here we football. go!
6: Our contestants tonight are Nightmare Jones, Joe Lance, and the Night Owl, Renee Martinez.
1: Whoa! In a few moments,
6: I'm going to ask you five questions about a particular wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer to the question, shout out the, the answer. In tonight, in honor of tonight's 350th episode, and of course, being the Night Owl's birthday, our Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge category is entitled "Wrestling Birthdays in June." Okay. The first person to win three falls will win tonight's game show challenge. I'll give you information about five professional wrestlers who have June birthdays. When you think you know who I'm talking about, shout out your answer. Once again, the first person to get three correct answers will win tonight's game show challenge. Nightmare Jones, are you ready? I'm always ready. Night Owl, are you ready?
0: I was born ready.
6: All right. Here we go, gentlemen. Question number one. This current WWE competitor, born on June 2nd, has won championships in Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, TNA Wrestling. New Japan Pro Wrestling. AJ Styles. Ladies and gentlemen, Nightmare Jones is on the board, one to nothing. To finish out the question, the former leader of the Bullet Club, this wrestler is
5: one half of the Raw Tag Team Champion.
0: How do you know that, Jones?
5: How do you it's know it, that? It's AJ Styles. I have to know. I'm, I'm one of the hosts of the Best of Talk podcast.
6: <sighs> well, let's, let's carry on. It's, it's all right, Night Out. There's still plenty more questions to go. Question number two. This current WWE competitor, born on June 6th, has won championships in FCW, Evolve Wrestling, TNA Wrestling, and the WWE. Drew man. Adam Cole. Yeah. I had two answers. We had uh, Adam Cole from The Night Owl and Nightmare Jones. Was correct. Drew McIntyre is the correct answer. Three <laughs> out of five.
0: Three out of five. You ain't won yet, Jonesy. Just just remember what happened last week. You felt real good until you lost. So, hey, you better not start
5: celebrating yet.
0: Uh, all
6: right. Nightmare <laughs> Jones,
0: are you ready?
5: I'm ready. Let's go. Apparently, he's ready. ready. All right. Question. right. I'm not even three. sure anymore.
6: <laughs> this professional wrestler was a former guest... On the Wrestle Talk podcast,
1: okay. having a
6: birthday on June eighth, this wrestler has an MMA record of one hundred one wins and nineteen be losses. Seven. Nightmare Jones, you're up three to nothing. To give you a that, little that's more, it. Info, we'll are you not. serious right now? A sweep. <laughs> we well, tell you what, you night out. Just to make this a little bit more, to make this a little more. Uh, justified. I've got two more questions. I'm going to see what we
0: can do. I'm telling you guys right now, if I fail these next two, I'm taking the next two weeks off. I I need to refresh my mind, body, and spirit. This this is embarrassing. Uh,
6: All right. Question number four,
0: this current
6: WWE competitor sharing a birthday today with the night owl, has been in wrestling for nearly 13 years. He's Googling! Look at him! He's Googling!
0: <laughs> Josie, keep <laughs> your eyes on the camera! I'm watching you, boy!
1: Okay. Uh,
6: has This wrestler, has uh, with the birthday shared today with the Night Owl, has been wrestling for nearly 13 years, but has only won championships in NXT and the WWE. This Sunday, she will be competing against Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Bayley. Championship. I can tell you right now, by just a fraction of a second, Night Owl is on the board, <laughs> three to one.
0: I'm still taking the next two weeks off. I'm sorry.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Our final question here for the evening on this historic. Can this one be worth
0: two episode? Can this one yeah. be worth two points? Yeah. Come on, bro, give yeah. me a chance. It's my <laughs> birthday.
6: It's my birthday. I gotta say right now, Jonesy, he does have a point. I mean, it is his birthday.
1: Oh, hilarious. here we go!
6: <laughs> but I gotta play the other side of the coin here. You are aware, Night Owl, that if Jones gets this right, he wins five to one.
0: Bro, I'm on the board. I don't give a damn as long as I don't get swept. I'm good with it. I'm good. With it. I just want a chance to win. Let's go.
6: All right. Tell you what. Here's what we're gonna do. Question number five. This current AEW competitor was born on June thirtieth. This wrestler has won many championships over the course of their athletic career. Kenny Omega. Repeat that her name. Kenny Omega. No. All right. He is a former state amateur wrestling champion.
5: Jake Hagar.
6: No. As well as holding championships in OVW, the NWA, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and the WWE. He also presently is the only wrestler in AEW to have held a championship more than once. His father and brother are also known for their time in professional wrestling. Dusty, du- Dustin Rhodes? Can no, you Cody dance? Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. At this point in time, with a two-point agreement, we are tied 3-3. Three to three. The Night Owl comes back. Cody Miller is correct. Hey. Now, now I gotta tell you, after watching the show the last few weeks, I'm gonna put one more twist in the in the game show challenge.
0: Oh shit! Here we, I Dude, I'm cool with a tie. I'm good. We can end it right here, <laughs> right now. We're gonna
6: go ahead and have that tiebreaker question. All right. Now, I have to give. I have to give my shout out here to the maestro, because he was the one that gave me the idea for this final question. Here we go, the tiebreaker to determine who will win this edition of the Game Show Challenge. This longtime professional wrestling personality was born on June 26th. Over the course of his career, he has been a referee, a wrestler, Good and problems. a manager. No. Holding seven uh several regional NWA championships over the course of his in-ring career. He is most known for his time as the official advisor and manager of the four horsemen. Name him.
5: James J. Dillon.
6: Score four to three, the winner of tonight's game show challenge is nightmare
5: joe yes
1: <laughs> eat it venay oh it.
0: you little son of a gun eat you it. got me again bro you got me again well you know what you deserve it joe congratulations eat on a huge win Jay, Charlie,
1: Charlie. ready go yeah. all i do is win we win, win, win no matter what money oh, money. I money all the give it, it up and every yeah. oh,
0: in the man. And everybody here hey and and very well done gentlemen very very well done you know what that makes me think of something we need some original music for the win because we got it for high spots we got the new intro thanks uh by the way luke roberts a lot of people don't know you help facilitate those things uh here on the show as well so before we go Um, We're going to do things a little bit different. Obviously, you know, you're going to be back on the show. So it's like I come back to the show. You do a lot of different things here for the show. You you do the press releases. You help uh, book and facilitate interviews. uh, You help us request media credentials. uh, You host the show. uh, You help produce the show. uh, You're creative director for the show. Um, can you summarize what your experience here as part of Team Talk, has been like since you joined us and also what you expect from us moving forward before we let you go?
6: Well, I got to tell you right now, first of all, Renee, um, this is a great program, like you said earlier on, because of the team mentality. There's a lot of great people who are involved, both on the camera and behind the scenes. Um, I got to tell you, over the course of the past year, uh, we've had a lot of people talk about uh, the brand new intro. And I got to tell you right now in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have an opportunity to have um, the band that was behind that introduction, a band called power trip here, in the St. Louis area. They're going to be on the program in the next couple of weeks to talk about not only the brand new WrestleTalk talk podcast intro, but they're also going to have an opportunity to talk about their time in professional wrestling. There's a, a nice connection there. Uh, I got to tell you too, uh, seeing a lot of great things here having the opportunity to have the new host and have uh, DJ Money with the with the high spot segment. There's a lot of great things that have been coming on to this program and guys, I got to tell you it it's always a blast working with the Wrestle Top podcast. I know we got a lot of great guests still to come. We got Wrestle Madness 2. I got to tell you right now, we're going to hopefully in the next few days have a special uh, a special um, I, I'm missing the words now. We're going to have a special announcement show. That's the plan, hopefully, in the upcoming days, where we're going to be able to talk about the tournament. Uh, We're also going to have the opportunity to have several members from the committee here. But, guys, i got to tell you right now, every time I've been around wrestling for 34 years now, and I'm always learning something new, and it's been great. I mean, when you sit here and look at it, I remember the first time I came on this show several years ago to start talking about uh, the event that Dynamo Pro Wrestling put on for share and the opportunity right now of seeing all the things that change. And, again, I'm going to kind of – kind of.
0: By, by the way, shout-out to Cher, shout-out to Fighting for Autism, shout-out to Devin James, and shout-out to DJ Money, uh, all affiliated with uh, with those. Uh, oh, shout-out to my man DeJuan, too. He's a big supporter of Fighting for Autism as well.
6: Yeah, and I'm going to tell you right now, though, guys, I mean, we sit here and we look at all these things that have been brought forward. I got to tell you, not only are we getting a lot of great things here as it relates to the Top podcast, but I also think about the idea of – to be honest with you, I think about uh, our good friend too, Rick Rose. Uh, when we first came on the program, it was a, it was a, a, a three man show. It was Joe Lance, Renee Martinez, and Rick Rose. And I got to tell you right now, guys, the the Talk Podcast has made huge leaps forward. When I was here, we were just primarily on the Blog Talk Radio, and we were taking care of things. Now we're able to be able to be on all these different streaming outlets. We can be on on things like YouTube and Facebook and all these other things. And I got to tell you, it's a great show. Uh, again, I have, I have had a blast being involved in gentlemen. It's one of those where, as we keep going on in 2021 and beyond, if you're if you're not a part of the WrestleTalk Talk family, you need to be telling people this is a great show. They're always bringing new and exciting things. And I got to tell you, the, the guests we've got scheduled in the next few weeks, you're going to be you're going to be amazed at the wrestlers uh, that are going to come on the program and continue to show why WrestleTalk Talk is hands down just a great show there's there's nothing more you can say to it than it's Russell talk is a great show and it's because of all the hard work whether it's Nightmare Jones the Night Owl the Maestro uh, Mr. Douglas I think that's the best way I can I can call him right now I know that he's been working hard as a late I've um, uh, got uh, Hardcore Haas we got a lot of great people that are behind the Russell talk podcast and the biggest one hands down has got to be the fans uh, without the wrestle talk family this show doesn't keep going the way it is and I'll tell you right now keep following us on social media keep putting those those thoughts out there too who do you want to see come on the wrestle talk podcast there's a lot of great wrestlers that are all across this country all across the world and if you let us know we're going to do everything in our power to continue to make the wrestle talk podcast a great wrestling experience
0: no doubt about it was well, we try to close this show out I know we haven't been going over the 2 hour mark uh, but through the power of technology and Ethernet cables, uh, here we are <laughs> still going strong. <laughs> Jonesy, we've had a hell of a show, bro. I missed yes. doing the show with you. You know, I was out for several weeks, almost a month. Now I'm back. I'm going to be gone for a few weeks, but then I'll be back strong again. Uh, any thoughts for Luke Skywalker Roberts, uh, our first hour guest, Marcus Mayhem, or obviously, you know, the judge Chip was, was a, a real class act. I felt like we could have kept talking to him for hours and hours. Yeah. Uh, but why don't you close out um, at least your portion of tonight's show because I know it's been a memorable one for sure. Yeah, man, it, it's, it's been absolutely amazing uh, just having you you
5: back on the show again. Uh, I know that it's been a long time coming. And, man, you, you, you delivered like you always do. And, you know, the judge was absolutely amazing. Great guy, great guy. I feel like we could talk to him for hours you know, shout out to Marcus Mayhem and shout out to everybody that's dead supports us and listens to us. If y'all didn't support us and listen to us, and we may not be here. We probably would, because... we, Because we, we like would. to hear ourselves talk. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we like to hear ourselves talk. Well, that's all I got to say.
0: All right, well, let me uh, do the honors here and close out this show by saying that, again, there are moments in your life that stick out as life changers as moments that change the trajectory of your life. And I think without a shadow of a doubt, the moment that Luke Skywalker Roberts joined this show, uh, we became a, a, a serious outfit. Uh, Not to say that we were Mickey mouse organization before that. um, But we were definitely babies kids. Uh, Some of you guys may get that reference. (laughs) Some of you guys may not get that reference, uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I bring a certain edge to the show. Joe brings what he brings. Uh, we need somebody to help keep us in line. We need a teacher. We need a professor. We need somebody that's a level above. We need a Skywalker to keep us moving in the right direction. If it wasn't for you, Rodell, Haas, uh, Douglas, the Maestro, Jonesy, and the Night Owl wouldn't be moving towards continuing to be the premier professional wrestling podcast. In the good old U.S. of A., um, Skywalker. Thank you, Russell Talk Podcast family. Thank you, FWC Universe. Thank you. This has been a spectacular show, and I said at the very beginning, two hours, thirty-three minutes, and thirty-nine seconds ago, episode three hundred and fifty was going to be a historic one. And once again, I have to say, I believe we've delivered. Gentlemen, cheers to you, and more importantly, cheers the sport that brings us all together the sport of professional wrestling shout out and big thanks to rough cut rick ruby for all of his help and of course our amigo titan aka dj money for this amazing song thank you guys very much we will catch you guys next week for episode 351 of the wrestle talk podcast everybody have a great night
1: Mic check, mic
4: check. Yeah! All right, all right. Special Podcast. DJ Money. Yeah! What Welcome we to up. High spots, we pop, like chop. We shop, the, the stop, like black dog. We like shots, the back front, like the, back, so like the, valley, but
0: the last we got
1: podcast, now, now you know
0: we, we about to start to show. show. Uh, yeah.